This is That Comic Smell Podcast, featuring your hosts, David Robertson, Giuseppe Lambertino, Mike Sadaka, and Tom Stewart. Yeah, I get confused. It's been the two years that they're in the same space. I'll take, uh, I'll take Mike, I'll take Tom, I'll take Arsenal. Tom would be best. Any of them. I sometimes get called Neil because of Neil Sadaka. Yes. I used to get called Eddie a lot for my granddad when he was uh, when he was suffering. Uh, Is that how you said it? Though it's supposed to be pronounced. Sadaka. No, it's Sadaka. But the uh, one of the letters that's in the right. how's it supposed to be pronounced? Sadaka. Sadaka. That's the proper what's, one. What's its origin? Persian. 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 Wow. Guys, I've got freebies here for you. You don't have these, no? No, I don't. And I was oh, looking at them at the corners, though. Thank you very much. Excellent. Oh, yeah, it's published by the. University, or, or university. Oh, university. this is your stuff, Yeah. I'll tell from looking. Style. In that, he's got his, uh, you've got your own style that I recognise. Oh, that that That's what I mean. Cool, man. I never recognise it. I almost do quite glossy magazines. Yeah. I saw, I saw the, the big banner at the con. Mm. And I thought, oh, great. I've got it, but I never, I never went that far. Oh, man. An awful lot of sweet and we'll come to stuff, little, and we'll come to it a little later. But we got a, we got our first gift from uh, Avery Hill Publishing. Right. Oh, cool! Yeah, is Nando yeah. coming? Do you know? No, he's away in. He's uh, in Oh, no, I'm glad to be away with you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Going to Barca, picking up, spending some hours in the uh, Continuera. I used to live on the street that that comic shop was on, but I never, I wasn't, I was like in a comic hiatus, not, mm. I was just in a period where it was completely out of my <laughs> radar for like a decade. Yeah, your, money was, your money was being spent elsewhere. Yeah. I did go in once, when I was living there two and a half years, but most of it was in Spanish or Catalan, so I just had a quick look and then I did one. But it's a great shop, big. I could see him blowing several hundred euros in there. <laughs> My only excuse is that I'm going to play football there, so. You do well, that again? Yeah, so I could do with some. Oh, yeah. Fake energy, <laughs> make believe energy. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, I'm not, so I'm the high energy, and then, oh, I can't be asked to play football. <laughs> this is actually. My, my, That's better. This is my routine. I, I like to have an orange when I finish my tea. Why not? Keeps it's, it, it's, it's a nice it's, it's just got to be a real habit. It was actually my son that did it. He was always like, 
It's a yeah, good habit to have that. Cut, <laughs> cut them off first with your and watch it all going on. And I saw it. But yeah, I caught me in that. You caught me, you have kids, eh? You <laughs> learn from me. Feel that learning from my primitive kid, don't Yeah, it's amazing. That's some right I've got in it, bird watching. Because I do it. Oh, Feather yeah. variety, that is. <laughs> I got this yesterday. Oh, nice. So, you see the pages that are in here that are missed out in this story. And I found out why. Really? Yeah, uh, to, to, make, to, to release these ones. They have to miss out a number. Yeah, so oh. not only did they miss out pages, they have to change captions to make oh, the no story way. flow. Oh, so well, you got like oh, so of course because if you're taking yeah. panels out from an original story, yeah. you got to like rework it. I suppose that's right. So, so some of the panels have been reworked. And, Talking uh, about malaria now. Yeah, yeah. And it's like half. You'll get half a page that's different from like, one half of the page is different from the other, the equivalent half. <laughs> so it was pretty bizarre, um, but it was still enjoyable. How hmm. many is in that then? That's three stories in that, including the first one, which is predates this one, shows you how Valerian meets Laureline, and then the one after that is the one that's uh, made into the film, uh, City of uh, uh, a Thousand Planets, Empire. Empire of a Thousand Planets. Isn't that the first two that the film's making up? I, I thought it was the sh uh, Shifting Waters and... I don't know. Um, I, I, I was thinking it was maybe just the one story mm. and they were going to sort of elaborate on it. Mm. I mean, even though it's like, uh, even though it's a short, short story, mm. there's lots of stuff they could sort of work on just keeping into that. I'm going to be honest, right off the bat, I wasn't into it. No? No. I wasn't into it at all. I found myself getting quite bored. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if it was just because of it was very much of its time or what, but just wasn't into it at all. I got about 10 pages from finishing it and just couldn't do it. I gave up. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah, I gave up. Wow. I just couldn't, just couldn't do it. I, just, I was really forcing myself to read it. There were no elephant men in it either. I know. <laughs> it wasn't um, that I got freaked out. I just, I was really forcing myself to read it. I thought if I'm forcing myself to read it this much, it's not worth reading. Didn't so you like the... Um... Visually, it looks, it looks nice. I'm not, yeah. not hot on the characters, but I liked a lot of the scenery and stuff that they did when they did when uh, there's a bit where is that sorry to no 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 is that a previous incarnate has it been made into a film before uh, no, as far as I know it's not but there's a cartoon series done in France that's been out for a few years oh so what was that s s footage that, what's that there's photographs the of the coming. film Oh, that's a new yeah, one, it's right, like right? Concept art and uh, right. some publicity shots. Sorry, including with the author. Sorry, Sorry go on, Tom. There's a bit where <coughs> uh, Valerian's running away from some bandits, mm -hmm. and he uh, gets shot at on a bridge, and the bridge collapses, mm -hmm. and he goes smashing through a window. All of that, in general, it looked great. It flowed really well, and I liked the way that worked. Mm -hmm. But the words and everything that were following along that, I thought, just, yeah, the fuck. Like, I just didn't care. I, the visual made it up itself, but it actually starts saying, Valerian is being shot at, and he jumps, he has to make the shot. I really hope I make this window. And I thought, oh, because shut, shut up. Like, get rid of the speech bubbles. Like, just focus on the visual. There's a lot of stuff I would have just, you I would have personally just scrapped. Do you think right. maybe, maybe it's different in French? Possibly. I don't know. I just, I just, 
I just wasn't into it. But like I say, it just it wasn't anything to do. It wasn't anything specific. I just, I just didn't, just didn't grab me. Yeah. I, I was really forcing myself to read it. Um, but visually, it's stunning because some of these, <laughs> some of these yeah. landscapes and you know, a uh, where's this one? The bit where Moraline gets shrunk. Right yeah. there, these little panels here. Just like I can see that that will pan out very nicely in film. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with the technology that they've got now. But it just it looks great, don't get me wrong. Just not Not enough in the story. Doesn't out for me at all. I just couldn't get ah. into it. There's so some good. of the pages that were edited out. I mean, read the cowboy. I read I read them. They were in my version. Ah, not in mine. Yeah. yeah, that was all in my version of going to the ranch. I was going to say, maybe you were lucky as well that you didn't have the full version, because that sounds like you'd have had 20 more. Yeah, well, it, was, it, was, it must have been about here. I think it was, the, I think it was actually the introduction of the, yeah, the rancher, and I just went, that. oh god, what? I just got to here and thought, nah, fuck it. I give up. I'm a bit disappointed these editions have got pages missing. Mm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I them. They didn't exactly say, hey, number with 15 pages. Yeah, yeah that's a shame, isn't you it? You know, seven quid a pop. And They're taking stuff out of yeah. yeah. Paperback. Yeah. I saw this as that's well. Annoying. Oh, that looked cool. Did you that. like that? No, because it just reminded me of something else that I didn't like. Well, oh, right. So <laughs> it reminded me, uh, uh, they did that in Doctor Who. I thought oh, right, no, the there's a shit, the, there's a really the shit bubbles. film that's the, out just now that they uh, did that. Not, not like the prisoner. No, uh, no, 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 thing no, no, I like all that. You know that crap series, Divergent or whatever, the really crap teenage film things that they're doing at the minute. It's like Divergent, Allegiant, all these crap films. Uh, unfortunately, I've sat through some of them and mm -hmm. at one point they get to a point where they go into bubbles and start floating and I went, ah, fuck it, okay. And it started doing this, and yeah. And this is, I was skimming this though. This, see, by the time I got to here, this, I thought this was quite cool. I looked at this, yeah. is, this, is where, this is where I gave up. So, by the time I got to here, I wasn't even reading it. I was just looking. I know what you mean. I also felt it had a bit of a lull in that. Yeah. But I mean, this looked great. I did. It, it, yeah. Visually, I could, I could honestly sit and go through, the, through these books as art pieces, but the story is pants. In my opinion, <laughs> obviously, it's not. I'm not. I'm not saying it is full stop because obviously they're very. They're I very think they well would have been great to read when you were a kid. Mm -hmm. Yeah, probably. Yeah, if you were thinking about how, I mean, it was really wonderful. Mm -hmm. And and you know, I was reading it as well, kind of feeling bored. Yeah. But I wanted to keep going. It was a funny thing. I didn't have that. I'm bored with this. I'll just stop reading it. I wanted to keep going. Yeah. There was something about it. Mm. I'm just at that. I'm at that stage where. I've got that much to read to that. Oh, yeah. I'm just like, nah. Sure. If something's boring me, then get fucked. <laughs> to put it bluntly. Not, not, not in like a... It's not in a negative light to them, because they're... Like I say, they've got their good points, and I think mm. they look great. Um, and I understand they are, they are very well received worldwide. Like, yeah. it's, a, it's a big thing, and there's a reason that they're making a film about it. It just wasn't for me. First thing I noticed was that they made a mistake with how he looked. 
Oh, oh so me. Like, because he's all like skinny. And he's skinny in the up. first panel is introduced <laughs> yeah. here. Yeah, and then the next thing, and is then he's like, he looks like me. Then it looks like he's been eating all this stuff <laughs> on table clubs. He's he's Oreos, quite he's quite muscular in some captions, and he's quite porky in other ones. Yeah, but look, it's like whoa, he's been eating <laughs> a lot in these few panels, aren't he? But I quite liked the. Um, I like the chemistry between Valerian and um, Laureline. Laureline. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with you with the story. It wasn't the best. Uh, but again, I really like the art. But I liked uh, their interplay. And um, yeah, Valerian and her. Laureline. Laureline. It's a name they made up. Yeah. But since making it up, over 2,500 women in France have been called Laureline. Oh right, and oh, about so one over one thousand people are now named Valerian after the character rather than the historical figure. Uh, the numbers actually at the introduction of that book. Yeah. But she was only intended to be a bit character in the first story, and then because she was so popular, they kept her yeah, on. He said, "Yeah, yeah." Is that a famous character in films called Laureline? Possibly named after him. Do you set him up for that? <laughs> this is a nice collection. But I'd go to. Uh, I'd probably go see the film, see what it's like. I would like. I would like to go see the film because, as I said, visually the book the book is stunning. Mm -hmm. So to see that now as computer generated images on a big screen will just be absolutely mesmerising. But. I some just, some real hope, sets would be nice yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just hope that they work. Ah, so this is like mm. a comparison. Of yeah. Some there is a slight bit of retaliation here because uh, after Star Wars, the creators of uh, Valerian and Laureline created a character who resembled the Grand Moff Tarkin that Peter Cushion played. Um, and I don't think anything really became of it. I think both sides kind of uh, admired each other's work enough not to mm. pursue anything legal. <laughs> I should bloody well hope so. I've got a piece from Nando that I'm just going to read out quickly. Um, Nando said, because obviously he can't be here, Nando said, um, now he read both of them. He read um, City of the Shifting City of Shifting Waters and Empire of a Thousand Planets. Um, so he's got a piece about both, and I find it a shame to leave it out just because we didn't read it. So I'll just read what it said. He said Valerian and Laureline, or Valerian as in its original title, is one of the best European science fiction comics you can find. Created by. I can't say the name. Uh, does anybody know how to pronounce the names properly? Is it Pierre Christian? And um, is it Jean Messieres? I might have got the first names modelled up there. Messieres. Yeah, it's Jean Claude Messieres and Pierre Christian. Yeah, that's it. expect us to not be able to pronounce. The comic tells the adventure of our two spatio-temporal agents who protect mankind from rogue time travellers. Originally created in the, late si in the late 60s for the magazine uh, Pilot. I'm, I'm assuming it's Pilote. Or P P Pilot. Pilot. I think. 
Uh, it quickly <coughs> gained success for its fantastic scripts and incredible art. Kristen's scripts brought humour, but also serious political discussions. Misieres, or Misieres, uh, illustrated fantastical worlds and aliens with ease. The combination of these two talented creators allow us to enjoy a series well worth a place in any library. Uh, in the first book, The City of Shifting Waters, Valerian and Loreline are travelling back to 1986 to stop uh, Galax... Galaxities? Mm. Ga- Ga- Galaxity, Galaxities. Galaxities. <laughs> Worst megalomaniac uh, criminal... I don't I never know how to pronounce it. Is it Zombul? Zombul? Or Zombul? This is just showing how I can't <laughs> pronounce things. Uh, I found the art in this book more cartoony, in quotation marks. Uh, Misiel's improves in style as the series progresses. I thought the story is a wee bit rushed at the end, and perhaps Loreline's adventure, brackets, when she travels to rescue Valerian, close brackets, could have actually made a better storyline than his. Uh, despite of this, it's worth the read and is a good introduction to our heroes. In the second book, we are presented with a much bigger scenario, the huge solar system of the Empire of a Thousand Planets. Uh, in this larger-than-life adventure, we visit... Sirte? Sirte? Sirte. The capital of the Empire. Sirte homes the... Imperial Palace, brackets, home of the last member of the ruling dynasty, close bracket, the greatest market of the empire, a gigantic spaceport, and the mysterious Enlightenments. <laughs> I can't say half of what he's written. Uh, as we read along, we find, we find out who really are the Enlightened, and what they are planning. Politics, mystery, kidnapping, slavery, rebellion, space battles, everything has its place in this adventure. Uh, Our heroes triumphed again, leading an uprising that brings prosperity to the Empire. As main characters Valerian and Loreline balance each other, he is the classic hero, brave, strong and kind. She is intelligent, more independent and has more determination. I like how Loreline is the one rescuing. <laughs> I like how Loreline is the one rescuing Valerian, despite the fact that Valerian is always criticizing Loreline's actions. This is a recurring theme in the series. Uh, I originally read this series in Spain when I was thirteen. I really enjoyed it then. Thirty years later, you see things with different eyes, but I still enjoy Valerian comics very much. Good That's review. Yeah, <laughs> Arnando has a way with words. <laughs> it's just enlighten a pity I could read half of them. Enli- enlighten us, enlighten Enlighten the Darth Vader lookalikes. Are they baddies? Because mm. that's just a literal translation to Illuminati, isn't it? Well, that's that's kind what Illuminati of, means, enlightened I, ones. I suppose well, they call them the antagonists because uh, yeah. they have their point of view as well. They look like knights in armour and they are reckoned to be. Um, Possibly part of the inspiration towards Darth Vader's character, so they reckon. Hmm. I'd probably give another. I'd probably give. Uh, when I've got some time, I would probably give uh, some more of them a hmm. read. I think. See, I, I I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was it was pretty good. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't say it was the best ever stories I've ever read, but it, they are very good and they're very yeah. high up my list. It's something about it, isn't it? I want to read more as well. Yeah. Hmm. 
And then, yes, I, I did absolutely prefer Lorelei's adventures to uh, Valerian's, of course. Yeah, yeah. That, that was probably the feedback, and that's why she was in it more. The, the only real criticism people said about the trailer was that how come, even though they're both talented actors, how come they chose two actors that resemble brother and sister? Yeah, they kind of do, actually. Who yeah. is it? It's, um, uh, they're on here. Uh, the guy that played Cara, Harry Osborn. It's Cara, Cara Delevingne and yeah, um, the Enchantress. Uh, the guy from. You ever watch Chronicle? Mm, you ever watch Lawless? No. I yeah, saw him in Amazing Spider Man 2. The Vampire. Can't remember. Oh, Life After Beth. Life After Beth. Yeah, he was the, he was the boyfriend in that, yeah. That's him. You'll recognise him when you see him. Yeah. He's actually, he's a really good actor. Yeah. yeah I really enjoy him. Chronicle is an amazing film. He's like the central character. I won't say they look particularly alike. Watch yeah. the trailer. Watch the trailers. <laughs> the one thing that did get me is that he's not exactly... He's not exactly the strongest guy in the world. No. And yet, in in there, like, Valerian's still put across as, like, well, you know, he's like, for a, for an agent, like, it's kind of hard getting up these stairs. Well, he looks like agent. a regular guy. He looks more like a yeah. Bond. But he's not, kind of he doesn't look like a regular guy. No, he's he really looks weedy. And, yeah. and even in the in the trailer, when you see him in his Hawaiian shirt, Cheers. He's very, you know, he's very skinny and well, he just looks kind of weedy compared to the, the, compared to Valerian. Valerian's still put across in a, in a way that he would still be perceived as like a strong. Yeah, they uh, they, they interviewed the uh, the two guys that um, created the characters in, in this book, and they um, and they said that Valerian is. He's not meant to be super powerful. He's meant to be sort of normal human oh, strength. Oh yeah, no. But he's based on an he's based on a singer that one of them couldn't stand, <laughs> who was good looking, but they didn't like his songs. Mm. Uh, I'm not even going to bother pronouncing his name. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys would have heard why, of the singer. Why would they best him on if one of them don't like him? Uh, I think it was just. Uh, I think of who would be the fact that oh Hugh Hugh's all free. I, Who's Alfre? Yeah, I, I don't know him. I'm assuming he's a French. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, more along the lines of an existing model. We absolutely didn't want a superhero with superpowers and super muscles. No, no. We drew our inspiration from a singer we didn't really like, who was a bit of a whippersnapper, but also rather handsome. Fucking hell, I'm going to have to have them one of the main ones as well. <laughs> yeah, there's no choice in the matter. I'm so weak. Hmm. Well, there's nothing else I've learned that there's the pages missing out of that. Yeah. I've got and it pissed off. Yeah. Even if it is a shit story, you want your money's worth in pagination, don't you? Yeah. What's was that one? That's it. I got this on hey, Amazon. But <laughs> in the shops, it's uh, £24.99 for £5. £24.99? Mm-hmm. I'm very, glad I didn't, I'm very glad I didn't actually buy them. I was very close to buying them on eBay before we. Buying them all? Yeah, no, 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 just buy no, just, just the first two. Because you've decided the first two. It's not for you. Uh, and then I, I thought, no, I'm not going to buy them, I'm going to read them. Yeah, you did, right? Yeah. Mm. All that stuff that then you think you're going to like and then yeah. you don't. And you kind of don't want to admit it because you spent money on it. <sighs> but, 
<laughs> don't like the art, don't like the story. <laughs> um, yeah, so. Mm. So you were kind of, you, you, you were along the same lines but just kept going though. You were kind of bored well, with it. I said it when I spoke about it. Mm -hmm. yeah. I was reading it and there was, it reminded me a bit of when I first watched 2001. Right. And I thought, this is so boring, but I really want to keep watching it for some reason. It's quite funny you make that comparison. And that's really what it felt like. I felt like something was going on and I was intrigued enough, even though it was willfully trying to shove me away by being so bloody boring, you know? It's interesting that both of them came about at the same time in the late 60s. That's a good point, yeah. It's funny that you make that comparison as well because that's another thing that I got halfway through and went, this is shit. <laughs> I, I love 2001. I, I made, don't even know why. I made my way through it. Yeah. Just, and I mean like, eyes sitting like way closed, like this is mm -hmm. fucking terrible. And so I just kind of, no. I'm sorry, I'm, I, may, I may just be very small-minded when it comes to that. Because I, I, I know a it's lot of people... It's good if you kind of look it up with the symbol, the supposed... Are you on about space, Alison? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. If you kind of look in the documentaries about Kubrick and the supposed symbolism that he was trying mm -hmm. to portray in the story, that adds a lot to it, like I, I, I get stuff that. to but it's Alan Moore. But that's the same with... But that's the same with comic books again, man, we had this whole conversation about I don't want to have to watch something, be forcefully yeah. made to watch something yeah. numerous times just to get it. Right. It's okay. the same thing. And I sat through that and went, if I can't get this in one sitting, nah. Spoiler alert, and, and he turns up in a zoo, in an alien zoo. Like, fucking, nah. 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 <laughs> he's, sitting, he's sitting there in that room, mind, and he gets fed every day. He gets clothed every day. He's actually ended up in a zoo. Ooh. The main character on Space Odyssey. Dave Bowman. Mm -hmm. Oh! Love it. Do you know what's really spooky about that scene? You never see them. You can, you, can kinda, you can kind of hear them. You can <laughs> kind of hear the voices. Sort of. Yeah, he knows he's been watched. That's a great film. Let's watch it. <laughs> I thought the soundtrack to it. Yeah, so have I. The music's mad. Oh, it? come on, let's be honest. Like, <laughs> the music's fucking some of the biggest music that you can ever get, but... Yeah. yeah. You liked the ape scene, though, did you? Oh, that ape scene was good. Yeah. I much preferred the... I much preferred the ape scene in... that for the whole film. much preferred the ape scene in History of the World Part 1, the, the Mel Brooks. Right. Where they all go up and they're doing that and then it just turns out they're all vigorously masturbating. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking brilliant. And then they all fall down like, oh! I've not seen that, but I, I do remember when it came out. Yeah. What's it called? History, History of the World, World Part 1. <laughs> there was no Part 2. <laughs> um, it's brilliant. It's got the whole bit of the start, like, it's that whole thing, it's that whole start up. But it just as the apes are getting up, you see their silhouettes and they're uh, on their chest, the and then you just see them as well. Yeah. <laughs> you see the arms going down slowly but surely, and then just gets to them all. Like, <laughs> That's probably what happened. And then they all just collapse in a heap, and you just see them. <sighs> <laughs> Puts a new spin on Fred Flintstone. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I should have brought those uh, new Fred Flintstone uh, comics. I, I'll do that next time. But the, DC have released uh, Fred Flintstone, Wacky Races, and yeah. uh, Scooby Doo Lot. Wacky Races? Yeah, wack, di, des, uh, what do you call them? Uh, Dick Dastardly. That ain't gonna work, is it? They're Dick all, Dastardly they're all, is like. A, they're all skewed versions. Yeah, um, each one of them. So, like. And there's they've Muttley. Done, they've done one for Scooby Doo. Yeah. I'm going for Scooby-Doo and it's like Scooby-Doo and the Apocalypse and all this kind of Wacky Races one. Like, oh no, it's the Wacky Races one. Sorry, no, the Wacky Races one looks like Mad Max and all yeah. this kind of shit. Like, it actually looks like he could win the whole thing. Apparently the Flintstones one's actually pretty good though. I've, I've got some of the Flintstones one. They were really hilarious. I, I was laughing there. Through much of that, the, the Mr. Slater is a complete bastard. Yeah, the the the, the Flintstones one's meant to be like a commentary on politics on a whole, mm-hmm. and how war mm-hmm. is like fucking um, atrocious, and how like corporations well, and was all, that, all run it. And that's what it is. It's like the underlying tone behind it. Oh, it's Fred's like an ex-soldier. But it's all done through the prism of the Flintstones. Mm-hmm. So you're laughing, but you're still going like, oh, fuck, like who drives it? Oh, God, this is sure. it's the guy the prez, the new, the new prez with the girl uh, for DC, I can't remember his name. Um, looks really good. Oh, well, I thought the first issue of that press. That was good. I thought it was alright, but it wasn't enough for me to... No. I just, I wanted to find a title that I could fall in love with and just keep buying every month that was regular. You kind of want, I want that, but... It's as well you didn't anyway, because they wrapped it up with... Yeah, exactly. It was one of those that it was only a six-issue miniseries, and it got to the sixth issue. Was that? What did I see? For sale the other day in Forbidden Planet. I didn't realise. So they brought out fucking Hellblazer again. Mm. Under the name Hellblazer, aren't they? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why stop it in the first place, you? Oh, that was the you know that was the. It's a new fifty-two, wasn't it? No, I think. Yeah, they stopped it at three issue three hundred. Then they try to relaunch it with that constant time. Oh, they did it twice. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. they did it twice. Yeah, yeah. The new new ones apparently not too bad. Wank. And then oh, Hellblazer again. Yeah, because they wanted to basically roll roll it into the same fucking universe. It's a fourteen page, fourteen issue miniseries as well. Fucking that Hellblazer. They did um, they did one with Lucifer as well. But apparently those two they're too bad. Like they're they're kind of written and done by people who roughly know what they're doing. They're not just fucking going with like oh yeah fuck it just yeah make it all shit up. Not read them myself, so I don't really see. But is that Valerian done then? Or we settled on Valerian? I like it. Mm-hmm. No. <coughs> yes, okay. right. I don't like it was by the cat. I thought it was good. It was, but I don't know why it was good. <laughs> and that's often the best sort of good things. Yeah. You don't know why you like it. Yeah. <clears throat> nice colours as well. Yeah. I was wondering if they recolour it. Um, mm. Colours are different in here are than they? this one. Yeah. Mm. Most of the colours are different. Surprisingly. Mm. I was genuinely thinking that as well if, if they had. Yeah, because it looks so. Um, oh, it's really clear, isn't it? Page. So. Yeah. It could probably be that based on what you said. I like the look of the characters as well, the cartooniness. Like that. Yeah, it's kind of a bit. It's got a different feel to it. That's the experience. In a way. Yeah. See, like, like, say, 
these pages. Oh, yeah. Okay, then. Is that just because of the paper that's printed on, though? Maybe. <laughs> I'm trying to find pages that are the same, but yeah. this one's uh, <laughs> clearly got bits that have been pages. taken yeah. out. It's the, um, it's the, it's the pages. Because that's, that's the map. That's the yeah. map. Yeah. That's the glass. Oh, yeah. Hey, there we go. It's yeah. the same. Yeah. Well, th those two were published close to each other. Though. I wonder it comes like out a bit more in the glossy one, doesn't it? Mm. 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 Although I will, I will say that doesn't look. I think that looks better. Yeah, the, I like. I really like the look of it. Yeah, it's missing half the fucking story. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> at some point, years down the line, me drawing it, he thought, oh, "I'll draw it more like the characters, more realistic." And, Changed the style of it all together. Did that for about three books and then went, oh no, I'll go back to that again. So the storyline goes along. But yeah, because it doesn't look it. like that like in the story the line, that, that I read. Right. In that sh It doesn't really look like that in Shifting Waters, does it? He's a bit more... Well, there's, there's a gradual change, but apparently there's an absolute change. I'm going to start drawing them different now. You know, that thing you were saying as well, Star Wars taken from this. Mm -hmm. You know, like the... Kirby's fourth world as well. That often the same things come up there because, um, well, you've got like Mister Miracle and mm -hmm. being the, the the hero of that and Dark Side's in it. And, mm -hmm. You know, if, even if you look at Dark Side, the, the shit he's got like the hair. Yeah. It's a bit like Darth Vader with like the back. And, when did that turn out? That, that was like episodes. And it turns out uh, Dark Side is his dad. You yeah. know, as you get through it. And they're all there's a there's a force there's it's called the source they're all yes. you know, so it's full of stuff like that you know right so it's, there's lots of things where it's like mm, <clears throat> Lucas is always a bit and he was well into comics as well that's the thing mm -hmm. I'm sure he owned a comic shop and things in the seventies oh, did he oh yeah he was well into comics he liked Mobius and everything mm -hmm. and all this stuff and well I mean he must have been reading Howard the Duck. In the late seventies, so he yeah. was involved enough to be mm -hmm. reading that. <laughs> but he's always like, "Oh yes, Joseph Campbell. Yes, the hero's journey. That's right. Yes, I was reading all that. Fuck off! You were reading Jack Kirby." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he also watched a lot of Japanese samurai films because uh, one yeah. of them he got very highly influenced from. I don't think it's something he hides. Um, no, uh, the Kurosawa's. Yeah, 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 one of yeah. one of Akira Kurosawa's films in particular. And it's one of the ones I've not seen, which is why I struggle to remember its name. What was it? Seven Samurai? No, no, it's uh, one of the lesser ones. That's, that's magnificent. That might be, that sounds familiar. Yeah, that's, uh, that could be the one. Ford is based on Seven Samurai. Oh. This Magnificent Seven, the fucking just straight, mm. yeah. straight copy Seven Samurai. Yeah. yeah. Oh, here's the Western version of Seven, <laughs> seven Samurai. Magnificent Seven. And uh, for a few dollars... A Fistful of Dollars was based on Yujimbo, but Yujimbo in turn was mm. based on Red Harvest, which was a National Hammett novel set mm. in Prohibition, small town America. Mm. And that I have read, and I would like to see the comic book version of it. That's when you see the, the man with no name in his original form as a, a dirty private eye detective who yeah. knocks out more lumps out of the enemies than the enemies do to each other. So kind of like Dirty Ham? Yeah, except he's, the name, only name he's given is the uh, Continental Operative. Or Co-op, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> so they took it and just went, ah, that's a good name for a bunch of supermarkets. <laughs> <isn't it?" laughs> Who's going to mess with us now? Oh, and a lot of that. 
would have influenced this. This is. See that guy when he was selling us this? Mm -hmm. what, what? I think he did tell, a really tell, good... Tell, tell what it is. Um, this is... Now, I'm not sure if I get the pronunciation right. Hot schnit. No, shit. Oh, oh shit. Is yeah. that how you pronounce it? Yeah, it's yeah, hot schnit. I imagine shit. it's... Yeah. Um, that's how he sold it, because he kept going like, is that, not, is that not enough shit for you? And get a load of this shit, blah, 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 blah. And he would yeah, rattle, he rattle off and he'd be like, is that a has, whole lot of shit? He has loads of this. Uh, he's got like recipes for disaster, a taste of shit. Um, there's also shit water, the official... Uh, AOD toilette of jack shit because ladies love the <laughs> smell of shit in the morning. Then how, shit your bed. How, how do you spell it? S C H I double T. Jack shit. Yep. <laughs> oh, but he, he, he knows. Uh, he knows. I like uh, it. That's good. It's <laughs> not as good as the martial art he's expert in. Who flung shit? Which I, found <laughs> quite funny. I mean, this is this is like a. Uh, the guy's name, I can't even, I'm not even sure. It's on the inside cover, I think. Because uh, I did spot a name in here, I think Gordo, uh, Gordon Johnson. Yeah, Gordon yeah. Johnson, yeah, he was good. Yeah, he was really good. funny, and, and this is full of uh, like funny scenes. Uh, uh, he just knocks out someone and says, don't mind him, he just got shit face. <laughs> 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 or, or, uh, his boss comes up to him and says, Hey Jack, you look like shit. <laughs> Actually, there's a lot. He, he picked a good name because there's a lot of scope for gags in them. <laughs> what does he say again? Uh, the, official, the official comic adaption of the trailer of the film. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this, this is so funny. I mean, uh, if I see him again at one of these comic cons, I'll. I hope he's done more. Hopefully he has hot shit too. It's a good yeah, idea yeah. that as well, isn't it? Hot he's shit too, even shitter. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> brilliant. Um, it is Hotter shit. It's like That's paying homage to action <laughs> films in the 80s. He uh, catches, too, ca catches a guy trying to make Yeah, I like his the car. as well. It's like a proper... Oh, yeah, it's, it's, got, it's got like uh, hot shit, the witness of shitness. The witness of shitness. <laughs> There's another thing there. <laughs> Y'all love like ninjas. So much shit, aren't you? <laughs> and he's got his own song. <laughs> I mean, uh, the chorus is like, you don't know jack shit. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, brilliant. He's the cop on the top and he's never going to stop. Going to clean up the town, send all the perks down. And I'm not going <laughs> to sing anymore. I don't have a singing voice. Nah, this is this is fun. I I hope uh, I hope he's done lots more. Uh, he sold it to us in a VHS cover, and gave us a couple of ba badges, and uh, so, I for three ninety nine. That's not bad. That's good. Three ninety nine. Everybody else is selling stuff for a fiver and four quid, and then he sells it for three ninety nine. Yeah. But this guy, he he was uh, he had the gift of the gab. He did. I love. Mm. Oh, shit. I mean, it's not a single person that isn't beaten up there that hasn't had a shit-related comment after he's been <laughs> knocked to the ground. It's brilliant. Other... I like it. It's a good first bit yeah. of that. Jack shit. A cop on the edge. A maverick on a mission to clean up this city. One scumbag at a time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fucking brilliant. It's good. Did you buy this as well? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Oh, well, you've not read it yet. No, not yet. Not yet. I'm I still making my way through my pile of stuff. 
Still making my way through my pile of shit. <laughs> I, I brought along some other goodies that I've been reading. This is the first first volume of Dragon Ball Super. There's a new animated series out um, where Son Goku and Vegeta, his rival, are recruited Veg by Vegeta. Vegeta. It's actually a pun on the term vegetable. Um, because Akira Toriyama done lots of puns of uh, objects like musical instruments, uh, vegetables, um, even drinks. And uh, they come across a, an Egyptian-like cat god of death called Lord Beerus. And Beerus is a pun on beer. He's accompanied by an angel called Whis, and that's a pun on whiskey. His rival is Chapa for champagne. And... Uh, uh, he's got an angel who's also got a, a pun on uh, on uh, a drink. Um, artwork's really good, but I was surprised to see it's not Akira Toriyama himself who's done the artwork. It's uh, Toyotaru has done the artwork, but Akira Toriyama's been uh, credited with the uh, with the story. It's a it's a really good book. A lot of the old characters come back, and there's a lot of new characters and. Artwork's always really good. Um, here we uh, here we look through there. Uh, this this little guy I, I got, believe it or not, when we both went to uh, <laughs> did I say it? The Karma Sutra, oh, yeah. which is an Indian restaurant. <laughs> for anyone that's wondering, yeah, yeah, bring, bring the scandals. This is uh, Settle Petal, and it's done by uh, Alfie Pound, who's uh, a local comic artist mm -hmm. and it's got um, a tribe of uh, early settlers are making their way through the Firth of Tay uh, to find safety. Got some, some nice oh, ideas there. Now, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> there you go. Mm -hmm. um, another one which Tom got is Toxoplasmosis. I think you've got <clears throat> the full set but I just, oh, yeah. I just went for this one. It's a comic by the University of Glasgow, um, unlocking the secrets of this mysterious parasite. Um, and it's written by Jamie Hall and Edward Ross, and illustrated by Edward Ross and uh, scientific advisor Dr. Lilla Shiner. Now, if I remember rightly, uh, it is Edward Ross that does Filmish. What's book that? Wait a minute, I'll just double check. Yeah. Well, I read it, um, read it the other day, and um, really informative. I'm kind of, I'm kind of hoping they do some more on that. Oh, and uh, this yeah, one here is filmish. Ah, I see. It makes its way around the corner, but it's also in shops as well. It's ah. a whole history of film, but in comics before. Oh, right. Um, he was at the con last year, showing that book off, and I recently went into. Fop in Edinburgh and it was sitting on their shelves so he's done not too bad for himself but um, very nice style so yeah I'm looking forward to getting into that to toxoplasmosis uh, thing the other three as well yeah so all three. makes it easy to understand mm -hmm. which is a good thing yeah, plus exactly. uh, the bright colourful pictures um, yeah plus it was free well I just realised there's a there's one I haven't brought with me I, I left it behind accidentally it was um, the amazing women of science oh fantastic um but I've left that behind, so I'll probably try and bring that next time. But did you get um, that at the con? Yeah, at the con. Who 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 was that from? Uh, it was a couple of ladies did that. Um, the alphabet one. Yeah, that's the, it. The alphabet book. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that was really good. Yeah. yeah. 
So I'll, if I mind, I'll bring that. Uh, I keep on saying I, I, I should try and remember to bring that spitting image graphic novel I have, but I always forget that yeah, as well. Yeah. Well, that's now in my home, so... Uh, but uh, here's here's one I got on Amazon. Remember I was telling you about the Persian comic? Yeah. Uh, this is it. Rostam, who's a famous mythological Persian um, warrior. And this is one of his epics. Because uh, there's this huge, huge epic of thousands of pages and lots of masterpieces, paintings have been uh, based on it. And it's not like uh, a lot of Western epics where it follows the life of one person. This goes through several generations and it's yeah. in a point of history. And the most famous character from that is a warrior known as Rostam, um, who's battled demons and demon kings and dra dragons and all sorts. And he was partly um, associated you, with uh, the legendary uh, Simar, which was a, a, a fearsome eagle um, that could match the, the phoenix. Did you the corner? No, I got, I got this from uh, Amazon. Oh. Uh, but I notice that Persian mythology is often neglected um, when compared to likes of Greek or, or Norse mythology. Here's one I got in Edinburgh a wee while back. Uh, this, this is called is Beef Madness. Sea, sea Creatures. Uh, reef not, Madness. Oh, Reef Madness. madness. Well, beef, <laughs> beef Madness. <laughs> oh, and I should maybe point out that Bruce Bahmani uh, wrote Rostam, uh, this version, and Carol. Uh, I apologise for the pronunciation. Al Stetter was the uh, uh, illustrator. Uh, but reef, sea, sea Creatures, Reef Madness has got... Um, uh, let's see if I can... Christoph Casanovi uh, is the uh, writer and Jittery, I think that's how you pronounce it, is the artist. But this is like a wee... Uh, a wee book about natural history in comic form. Oh. So it's like there's a character, a little girl uh, uh, with uh, the aquarium owner and a, and a sort of a, uh, apprentice or uh, intern and she's like asking questions about all these marine animals. And it's got some funny wee illustrations. It puts lots of facts there. Um, everything's really bright. It's all in captions. And then at the end of some of the pages, it's got a wee, uh, a wee fact uh, bubble. And then the last few pages are like uh, highlights from uh, one of the other books, which is about dinosaurs. And you can't go wrong with dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. The Demon Etrigan. This was one of the... I, I didn't expect I, it to I be so funny. I all of them on 52, yeah, on the new 52. Yeah, this is, like, this is like the early 90s one. This oh, is right. hilarious. This had me in stitches sometimes. Look at this. Uh, I like it how they always have like, to be spoken to in verse. Or, or. Yeah, well, he's not always done that, but when but when he does it here, it's, it's funny. Um, let's see, I saw a typical... Typical pictures involve gangsters getting their faces punched in. Uh, they get flamed on. But you get introduced to a character called the Hitman, who's basically... Uh, he's not a muscly guy, but he, he looks awesomely quite hard. Uh, and then he's... Uh, has the unfortunate luck, bad luck of being picked on by a demon, which uh, skull. Uh, so Hitman as in Hitman, Hitman, Vertigo, Hitman. It will be, Looks yeah. Like it, yeah. Yeah. This is his origin. That's Ennis. He gets his eyes like yeah. This is en uh, thingy Ennis, uh, Gareth Ennis. Gareth Ennis. So Hitman gets his eyes distorted, his brain partly eaten by this demon, but he survives, and he teams up with Etrigan. 
to get these insanely ugly demons that break that gate crash a gangster's funeral and the gangsters they're all complete mugs there you go that's the hitman yeah that's hitman yeah 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 hitman hitman the demon's gonna get released all 16 issues that Jack Kirby did is gonna get released uh, in October I think the 17th of October 17th of October yeah so uh, 17th of October the demon yep I love it uh, these comics, though, I got from uh, Comic Con, but I haven't, I haven't read them yet. Is Randy um, Singer in this? Ah, uh, not sure yet. There's no idea. That's his buddy. Uh, what's it's he look like? He's got like a turban on. Oh, I, I've seen glimpses of him in other comics, but I've, no I don't know if I've come across it. The guy that's a pillow is in there. I remember when they started messing around with costumes, and I was like, who's this fucking Spider-Man with this black outfit on? Yeah. And remember that? Ah. What's going on? Oh the, oh, the black... Oh, ah, yeah. yeah. I was like, what's going on? Oh, these, what's are, these are the comics that I got from uh, Comic Con. I got Web of Spider-Man's uh, number 8, then Web of Spider-Man 48, uh, 93 and 94. Uh, three of them are to do with ah. the Hobgoblin. That's and a great cover of number 8. Charles Vest. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Um, Spider-Man when he got his black costume that's from the original Secret Wars yes. when uh, the, the real symbiote that later became Venom the real uh, Secret Wars the original best and then standing on the front like then I got Tales of Mystery and Imagination from the horror that, that, um, just to go back quickly mm -hmm. to this I never understood why he had just squares on his yes. hands that's where the vibe comes in with the alien costume he doesn't have the air, yeah. so he just goes like he just that. Goes and comes out, yeah. Alright, oh, but why? But uh, Venom doesn't do that. And oh, he, he does. Like, he's got oh, he does. Uh, Venom has it gone out like this. I, see, I thought you did yeah. that as well. I thought you were yeah. like, fuck you, Spider Man. Nah. Nah. I suppose being part of the alien, he could if he wanted to, but usually it's uh, the same yeah. as uh, all the symbiotes. Just so that's why it's white. Yeah, it's like he's yeah. repatched. It makes his hands a wee bit more noticeable as well. And bizarrely, it's. Um, like when uh, you see the, the Dragon Ball comics, uh, some of the characters can change their hair colour blonde. Mm. And that was just the way of saving ink. Oh, right. So, uh, although it's just a tiny wee space on their palm, I suppose every little bit helps. Uh, also, also in the, on the thing of Spider-Man, I heard yeah. recently that um, in the new films, uh, he doesn't have Spidey sense. That's a bit what? Uh, what's he got? I don't, I don't know. A mobile this, phone. Uh, this, this popped up. <laughs> this, uh, Terrier Studios of Dundee, uh, Dundee College, um, they've got their Tales of Mystery and Imagination. So I've not read this one yet, but it looked, it looked really good on the inside. So uh, uh, they, have, they have four of them, um, all centred around horror stories. One, one of the things I liked was uh, the Raven story, and uh, one called The Wolf Laughed. It looks like all they read from the Hammer films. <laughs> But I'll still, uh, still read some of these. That's like, good. Zombies. Yeah. Zombies. And then there's one called Skinny Dipping. That looks like... Um, that looks like... Um, From the 50s also. Creepshow 2. Right. In the, <laughs> the EC comics. The yeah. Skinny Dipping. Huh? Skinny Dipping thing. Yeah. From the film. From the Creepshow film. Okay. There's a bit where they went out into like a wee... A wee sort of floating... Islands where they were all diving off, and this thing comes up through the water and starts fucking killing them. Have you seen Zombievers? 
It's one no. of the funniest horror films I've ever seen. It's part it's, horror and part, yeah. part horror. <laughs> one guy gets his knob bitten off by a zombie <laughs> beaver bursting through the toilet. <laughs> but when the beavers bite you, you turn into a zombie beaver. <laughs> so it's like you're a blood-soaked zombie with buck teeth. <laughs> the beaver's tail. <laughs> zombie beavers. Uh, oh, it's that's like a skinny dipping in that film. Zombie beavers. Some beavers. So that's my swag. Your swag. Big swag. Big bag. Oh yeah. Good job. Well Big swag. Um. Anybody got anything else about reading this one? Yeah. I got. Yeah. Well, what about this? Boy, Commandos. Commandos. Jack Kirby. A Simon and Kirby special. Yeah. Wow. Early seventies reprint. Plus stuff from. Before. Was that from Glasgow you got that? Yeah. Yeah, it was like three quid. I thought, mm, I'll do that. Mm-hmm. But always like, I think you can tell when it's Simon and Kirby, the art stuff, the inks and that. I think Simon did a lot of the drawing as well. Alright. But I was, I like this. I hadn't read it before <coughs> and I opened it and I, and I was surprised because the opening. Brilliant. It's set, set in the war. <laughs> Um, boy commandos in the, in the war but the opening of it was like what's this the, it's a science fiction thing at the start mm-hmm. so it's like people in the future finding out about the boy commandos ah. it's kind of the mm-hmm. so it's science fiction which I didn't know until I started reading it I went oh bonus so and, oh, then really? and then it goes back and then it comes back around again at the end to the future sort of thing it's just a really good comic, man. It's a good bunch of The adverts are really good. Don't be half a man, Mike. I've got them in quite a lot of the comics. September 1973, reprint. Wow. There's classic, classic lettering that I always tried to do as a kid. It's like Superman lettering. Copyright 1942, Detective Comics, renewed 1960 that was a pun. Funnily enough, Nando came over and said, have you got any? I, went, I was looking through and I was like, yeah, they're all a bit expensive. And he's like, what sort of price? And I went, well, look at this. And I pulled up that and it was Eternals, one pun. And I went, oh, OK, I'll take that. That, that was uh, the exception that proved the rule. Yeah. <laughs> Wham, now it's your turn to dry up and blow away. Oh, Mac, you're a real man <laughs> after all. That's a famous <laughs> advert. That yeah. The young soul yeah. made a man or a Mac. But what else? I've got a few things. Oh, I got the latest one of that Transformers collection. So you did. Because it's on. You know, they released them all out of order now. So, like, the first one they bring up was number 14 or something. And then the next one is number 36. And they, they deliberately put them out into shops now when they're all order. I, I guess it's because. I don't know. I suppose if you buy one, you're already deep in. Like, if you buy the first one, you know. I, I don't know what the thinking is, but I was keeping an eye on it, and this week's one was number one. It was like volume 14 or something, number one, and it was the first four issues of the US series and the first three from the British comics. Yeah, so that was good, Transformers, but... Uh, 
I'm told it's all sold out, the, the run's gone, so maybe there'll be another, maybe there'll be another. Dominiac. I've learned how to say it since I last mentioned her. Is it Dominiac? Right, Zoo Dominiac. Yeah. What's that? Now that was like two weeks ago she made that comic, so she's probably done another six since then. Yeah, she's good. It's non-stop. Yeah, she's good. And it's all good stuff. She's It's like a machine. Yeah. She's... Pumps them out. Pumps them out. Machine. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and I, and I got that, uh, the free comic book day, the Fantagraphics one, the world's best cartoonists. It was like a sampler thing. It's got Jason in it. Mm-hmm. What, what, what's the deal there? with free comics book there? Free comics book there? Yeah. What is it? Um, Do you have to go to a comic shop and say, can I have a comic? No, the the companies actually print specific comics for it. Oh right, okay. Uh, and then they get they go to the shops and they're free. Oh right. They're not free at the shops though, I believe. They have to pay some Yeah. They have to buy them in. So it's like a promotional thing to get people in the shops. The shops have to pay for them. Yeah, that's why some shops never free. never did it. Some yeah, of, some of them have never Right, I was gonna say I uh so, wasn't some of them intimately Yeah. Aware. Some some of them now as well um, have started being pretty cheeky about it, and have started saying that you can only get the free comic day comic if you buy so many comics in their shop first. Okay. So it's like buy five and get your free comic big day comic. Mm. So yeah, I mean the the Glasgow con was good. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was really good. Not as many cosplayers as uh, previous events I've seen. So it was good seeing some of the some of the unusual guys. There was a guy dressed up as Kingpin, yeah, Wilson yeah. Fisk. He's good. He was and, there uh, last year as well. And the Predator. I got yeah, a, yeah. I got a, some pictures taken with the. Do you know for no reason Predator. whatsoever? I sat and watched Predators last night. Yeah. Now it's got Adrian Brody in it. Yeah. You know. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Goodness. The me. one that the um, the. Lawrence uh, Fishburne's in it. Yeah, the ah, advertisement, yeah. the trailer for it was completely different from the actual right. film. The trailer had, at one point, Adrian Brody puts his hands up and there's all the, the red things mm-hmm. come on him. Oh, yeah. Well, in the trailer, it was like they fucking covered them. They went like, oh, and they all start coming up. So you sat like, oh. Yeah, whereas in the film, he puts his hands up and there's like, there's what, one. four? <laughs> one or something, yeah. yeah. And that's it. Whereas, like, in the trailer, it was like fucking tons of them. Yeah. I've, this month, I've actually read, well, I bought Kids Are Weird again. Well, not yes. again. Just I've only bought it once, mm-hmm. but I re-read it, because I have read it, but then it was in the bargain in it. So they didn't plan it in Glasgow, that was brilliant. So Jeffrey Brown? Yeah, that was great. Uh, read Valerian. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
but found the six issue, I'd never heard of it before, but just happened to have it, um, Black Hole, uh, volume two of Terror Obscura, which is a, a oh, Tom yeah. Strong spin-off. Yeah. That was good, enjoyed mm-hmm. that, that was a, a, a science fiction caper with all kinds of weird time stuff going on. Mm. But really enjoyable. Um, this Daredevil comic that um, that Nando brought in last month. Uh, it's issue two eight three, mm-hmm. August nineteen ninety. It's Daredevil with an appearance of uh, Captain America. But <laughs> what got me was it, it. This one's written by Anne Anne Lucenti. She's good, right? Yeah, pencil by Mark Bagley, because I'm going to have to look up some more of the stuff, because actually, Captain America's actually speaking, saying stuff that you'd think Captain America would be saying, and early on into it, in the third page, Captain America's giving it, um, he's pissed off about summer, but he's at a newsstand and he's going, oh, not again. We broke international law invading Panama. <laughs> now we're breaking the law again with this fabricated drug war. So he's obviously talking about Colombia and, mm-hmm. and Mexico mm-hmm. and that. And, that, and then he's like, why can't we leave Latin America alone? Haven't we exploited them long enough? And I'm like, <laughs> okay, now Captain America's saying what he should be saying. For <laughs> <laughs> <At> once. <laughs> For once. But he's not in his own comic. <laughs> so maybe he's al- So I was thinking maybe he's allowed. Yeah. Because he wouldn't be... Because he has a dilemma in this issue where he's yeah. like, well, I'm, my whole outfit is the Star and Stripes, yet look what we actually do. Does he change his outfit? No. Is this just before he be- became a... Uh, I don't know. I wasn't reading Oh, this. God. It, it, went over to, it went over to the guy that was ended up in the West Coast Avengers. Um, God, the outfit was all black. Yes. Uh, what was it? Oh, was what? it US agent or something? US agent, yeah. yeah. He was... Steve Rogers became uh-huh. US agent right. and then he disappeared to go and do some sort of mission somewhere and handed it over to his pal who was it Rick Flag? I don't know. I don't remember that. Yeah. He handed the he handed the mantle over to somebody else who became US agent. Right. And it was the same kind of cap outfit but it was black and it didn't have the A and it had a star on it. Right. It was totally like it was a wee bit it was a wee bit different, so it didn't look like the Stars and Stripes. It looked more sort of just dark superhero kind of thing. But it was a big, a big thing in the um, West Coast Avengers. He was, he was one of the, the sort of um, uh, one of the sort of founding members. Him and Hawkeye, but that was when he was going to the U.S. agent instead of Captain America. This guy here, he's invented a he's invented a vehicle that can run off. Um well, something that's not petrochemical, basically. Yeah. And the story is about how uh, how the corporate elite um, skew this guy in the public eye and make the mob go after him. Not the mafia mob, just mm. people with going, Oh, I killed this kind of devil work! <laughs> you know, this kind of palaver. And he commits suicide, and that's also what gets him upset. Captain America is going, you know, is that what this country has come to stand for? A dream crusher. 
It's really good and it made me take note. I really enjoyed that. That was good. So I'm the same. She's she's known for like political writing. So oh, right. She does that a lot. It's definitely made me. Uh, yeah. Who's Anne? Nocentia. N O C E N T I. Valiant, which arrived today in the post, got it off eBay, oh. 1966, loving it already, read some. The first thing that struck me is that I don't know what age it's aimed for, but it's probably not aimed for kids older than 12, I think, mm -hmm. 13. Yeah, right. Yet the writing, you can see why people were a bit more... <laughs> educated and well-versed because, you know, they're using vocabulary here that you don't even see anymore in, in, in stuff that is for older kids, 16-year-olds mm. and stuff. So it was quite refreshing to see that. Wounded Cheyenne staggered to his feet with a savage knife fight ensued. You know, it's, it's really good. But this is actually historical, a historical account. It's got custard and stuff. Oh, some of this is funny, yeah, it's good without the... A high standard of physical PC fitness correctly. was expected of all Royal Marine Commandos during World War II, and one of its keenest supporters was the mighty Captain Hercules Hurricane. So it came as a surprise when he was disgruntled to find himself at Little Never Thistle in the, in the rugged north of Scotland for a special battle course. <laughs> Turns out his auntie's uh, Scottish, so he must have Scottish origin. See, see, reading that as a kid, though, you'd be like, fucking hell. Yeah, yeah. Really enjoyed it, <laughs> Billy Bunt at the heavyweight jump of grip. But the the you see even this was really good. I wonders. But the the ones that I remember which were good were um, this Kelly's Eye. I used to love the artwork oh, yeah. of Kelly's yeah. Eye. You've spoken about that before, yeah. And uh, the Steel Claw, which is further on. Mm. Uh, I've got a couple of volumes. I should bring them in next time. Annuals, yeah. yeah. Issues, yeah. yeah. Mm. But really enjoying this. Uh, I like how it's how they used to be interspersed with uh, stories as well. Yeah, yeah. I thought this was quite timely reading it now, but it's oh, London's right. fearless firefighters. Yeah. I've got a Is it me, or does Similar. that look like a doctor's photograph of some kind? Mm. It looks odd to me. The ropes on the legs and stuff. The, the, the horse sort of looks like somebody's drew an outline around it. Yeah, and or maybe that's what's happened. Maybe it looks unreal because someone's gone over the photo mm. with line of some You've kind. You've also got the figure in the foreground. Yeah. It's in motion. So yeah. he's, he's blurred and then the horse is... I like this caption. The is on the horse. Yeah. Over 6,000 special service calls are attended by London firemen every year and the figure is increasing all the time. Here, a crane is used to remove a car from the basement of a house. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, really. Did you have this book when you were younger? I, I only have one Valiant annual um, and it's knackered. I don't know which one it is because right. it, it doesn't have the cover anymore and it was rotting for a while. Um, but I absolutely love that. But the thing that took up most of my time in this past month was uh, Providence read the whole of Providence. Basically, I was only able to do one one a night because it was that kind of involved, but mm -hmm. 
I've got to say from the get-go that thanks to Robert Deary and Joe Linton and Alex Kay from a WordPress blog called Facts in the Case of Alan Moore's Providence, that had, had I not had their notes per issue to go by, I probably wouldn't have enjoyed it as much. Right. I, wouldn't have in, I wouldn't have persevered and I definitely wouldn't have understood nowhere near mm. as much. But they've also annotated Neonomicon and the other things that he's done, the mm -hmm. whole universe can, that has led up to Providence. Right. So, learned a lot with that and the comments involved in the blog underneath because they actively invited people to uh, to add comments if mm. they saw stuff and, you know... Providence itself, really, really enjoyed it. I've got to say it was a really good read, thanks to the fact that I was able to understand That's a good. lot more. Yeah. I didn't really like all the writing at the end, the diary bit, because it, 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 it started to get a bit, and I've got to admit, thanks to these guys, I was kind of reading their summary of what was written in that bass, yeah. in that bass bit. But I love the format that it was like, just comic all the way through. There were no adverts, no nothing. <laughs> Front, back. Really, really good, yeah. Definitely <laughs> worth it if you've got the notes to understand it. Fantastic, okay. that was it. Something that I read, and I feel it's timely that I bring it up now, Okay. is Spider-Man Annual number 21, where... Peter Parker and Mary Jane get married. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This was 30 years ago. And I remember it was, they were pushing it at the time. I, I remember going to comic shops and they had the huge posters of it, the cover. And uh, it was like Spider Man and Mary Jane getting married. <clears throat> but I never read it until last month. I, th I finally thought, I'm going to read that. And it was, do you know what really, it's like a double size issue thing, right? And and uh, it opens with this Electro, it was Electro robbing a bank, you know, and then Spider-Man stopping him and all that. So you had like seven or eight pages of this going on. And they obviously put that right at the start because there was going to be nothing else. Nothing else. <laughs> no, no more superhero fighting. <laughs> I don't think there was any more superhero anything. I might be wrong. It very quickly, I was quite surprised. It just turned into like a total super soap opera, you know. It was <laughs> like it was like Peter and Mary Jane were having uh, was it last dialogue and dialogue stuff. Yeah, right, yeah. Right. But like, oh, should I be doing this kind of thing, you know? And uh, and there was somebody at Mary Jane's workplace that that loved her and was trying to woo her. And of course, he was a millionaire, you know, and he was often to take her away on jets and all that. Uh, and then Peter was, you know, all the usual stuff, my family, Aunt Mayo, mm -hmm. blah, blah. And it really went, and, and of course, I don't know if you know that, remember the cover, but it's the two of them getting married, and then in the back, <clears throat> a load of superheroes all running, <laughs> and a load of supervillains all running, yeah. and they're going to fight at the back. Yeah. So, and they were able to do that because he has a, a nightmare. <laughs> so he falls ah. asleep and has a nightmare where the wedding's happening. And then all the villains invade and they all fight. And then he wakes up. And then they go and get married. <laughs> and then, uh, and then it, actually it's funny, he's mentioned the honeymoon. On the last page it says something like, 
well, they get married, you turn the page, and then it's like, well, that was some honeymoon, eh, darling? And it's like Asterix, see Peter Parker Annual 7 or something. Oh, it's like, go there for the honeymoon. <laughs> Maybe we should have got that one. So are you slightly disappointed? I'm getting a... No, the other thing I must mention is Vince Coletta inked it, oh, which yeah. is a disaster. Yeah. You know? It was bland as hell. And they actually got John Romita Sr. To, to pencil it. And they might as well have no bothered, you know, by the time Vince Coletta's inked it, it just looks like it's not very good. Yeah. Um, There's a zombie version of that. It was an interesting artifact. Have you seen the zombie version? Where Peter Parker's taking Marvel a bite zombies. out of yeah, Peter Parker's taking a bite out of Mary Jane. God, and it's all these zombie equivalents of running to fight right. each other. Yeah. I always like those covers. It's yeah. not that's not something I would have ever read, the Marvel Zombies, but I always like the covers because <laughs> they always just looked yeah, yeah. interesting. The cover this because uh, um, it's from eighty seven, your black costume for Spider Man probably isn't known to anybody out with people reading comics. Mm. So, so they've got him in the red and blue on, on the front, even mm-hmm. though at that time he was in the black one. When it opened, he's in the black one, but he's in the red and blue one in this dream he's having. <laughs> so that could be on the poster. The original one, right, yeah. Because they did a big, they, they staged the wedding and everything as part of the Super Bowl, you know, the, the, the entertainment of the Super Bowl. Right. The, the, re- the stage, <coughs> excuse me, they managed to make a, a bit of a deal in the media. But, you know, I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> anybody at all, you know. Somebody that had nostalgia for 1980s Spider-Man comics. Yeah. Um, I guess it was the idea of how were they going to do, like... A, actually, a wedding is not really superhero fair, is it? No. no. Well, so it was kind of curious. Unless something's going wrong. The yeah, animated. Well, I remember that. Remember that Hulk issue that I have? Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, who was it that was getting married against it? It was Rick Jones. Rick Jones and... Jones and, and uh, uh, God, I can't remember. Oh, what was her name? She was a, she was in it a lot for years. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. But it was, it was like Banner Brain Hulk. So he was speaking mm, sense yeah. and having big yeah. conversations and everything. And, yeah. Uh, and the whole thing in the issue was all of these... Supposed Marlo. villains had all been Marlo. Marlo, That's yeah. Sorry, all, all these supposed villains had been invited to the wedding, but they were all <laughs> really happy about coming to the wedding. So it was like they were all getting ready to fight them because they were turning up. And they were Fucking like, cake. Yeah, they were all turning up like, oh fucking, here he comes, he's coming to ruin the day. And they'd all come in like, oh, we brought you a gift. And like, hey, what's his name? Drax. Turns up at one point, yeah. and they're sitting like, "It's Drax. What's he doing here?" Like, yeah. "Let's get ready!" And everybody's pulling out the, mm. all the punches, and then all of a sudden, it was like Drax came in and cried on them, and mm. went, "I can't believe you invited me to the wedding. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. Here, I brought you this from my home planet. Like, <laughs> may good health and fertility be to you." And then goes and sits down, and everybody's like, "What the fuck?" And it just yeah. kept happening. His home planet's Earth. And then it got to the point where it was like they were sitting like. How, what, who orchestrated this? Why are all these villains here and why they all be nice? And it was like Mephisto. Mephisto. Mm-hmm. Turned around and went, ah, it was me. And they all turned around and sort of went, all right. And he, Mephisto disappears and nothing happened and they got married. And then it was like, right, okay, the end. In fact, I can even remember that to this day because Mephisto says something like, you know, oh, you'll pay for the price or something, but I return, but there was a promise of something. And it sat for a good yeah. few years. And then I finally just let it go. Yeah. <laughs> nothing's happening. Nothing happens, no. And uh, that's the one that, mind you, we were saying that death 
was in it from Sandman. Hmm. And it was just like, what, why is she there? Like, why yeah. did she... It, it was so strange. But yeah, you're right. The, the, the wedding issues, the, nothing happens. What about Superman? Did he, ma- he marry Lois, didn't he? Uh, yeah, Mary Wonder Woman. Oh, fuck this. That's over now, anyway. Well, so is Peter Parker and Mary Jane, huh? Thanks to Mephisto. That was all rewritten. Yeah. Oh, he killed, killed Another him, day, really? I think. Uh, no, yeah. Another day when he just rewrote everything. Yeah. He just wiped it. Yeah, because fans liked it when Peter Parker was a single, skint for money, unsuccessful student. So Mephisto put I think it was Aunt May was dying or she was dead and the only way for him to like get her back was to make a deal with Mephisto who would uh, put everything back but change reality for Peter Parker anyway. So all this stuff that's happened just got completely wiped out and rewritten. So no one knows who that Peter Parker's Spider-Man. He's never met Mary Jane until like later on and he has all these other humans uh, that come into his life um, but he, has, he has met Mary Jane, but she's just not speaking to him. Ah, it's oh. so strange. Like, yeah. see, see the page difference. It's like the whole bit. He's saying, like, remember me. Like, we'll, we'll meet in another time and all this kind of <laughs> stuff. And then it just suddenly cuts to like an office party, and it's his pal turning and being like, Pete, what's happening? Eh? And he's like, Oh, she's still mad at me. Like, I don't think she'll ever talk to me again. <coughs> and that's it. And it's just like. What? fuck happened you know what I mean like it just suddenly cuts to that like that's it that's that's that over now like yeah. end of no. year starts again having read annual 21 I'm going to carry it in my heart forever yeah. that they are married yep okay. I get I get to certain points with stories where I just cut off yeah you're like that's enough yep that's it it's done <laughs> like didn't go any further I do that with films a lot where they just ruin it. So like, but well, isn't it funny that the Spider-Man films are getting to that now? It's like the, yeah. la- the latest one. We're like, oh, another one. Even your normal people are like Spider-Man fatigue. Yeah, they're starting to know <laughs> what it's like to read Marvel comics now. <laughs> they're yeah. like, oh, no, another one. And why have they done this? I yeah. openly, I openly heard somebody in the pub last week say, eh, "Fucking Spider-Man." I do not want to see Uncle Ben die again. <laughs> and the whole table fucking erupted in laughter. I'm sitting going, yeah. if that's just somebody like saying that, you know what yeah. I mean? There's a group of lads, like they're all sitting around like, I want to see some Uncle Ben die again. And then we spoke about it. And then I said, I made the comment, like, I'm, I'm sick of seeing the Waynes die in a film. Yeah. I've seen like six times I've seen them get fucking and the shot. Yeah. I see, I see them getting shot all the time and I'm just like, no, I can't take it anymore. <laughs> the Spider-Man wedding has been animated on the 1990s, The Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. And it was on that episode where Harry Osborn makes a deal with Alistair Smythe and gets his army of cyborg, super-powered cyborg robots. And, oh, well, uh, and he just, comes, he just comes zooming down, interrupts the wedding in his goblin glider, smashes the whole place up Spider-Man has to fight Osborn, takes him out, destroys all the, the robots, everything's just like scattered. Mary Jane's like, oh, our wedding's ruined. Uh, Spider-Man's like, oh, no, of course it's not. And because of the uh, terrible practice that this animation studio had for recycling scenes, you see the exact same scene before. Uh, like, not a single scratch in the charts, there's no litter, no debris, everything's perfect. They managed to clean it up brilliantly, but... Uh, a few episodes afterward, you find out that this Mary Jane is actually uh, a creation of Hydro Man. She's made of pure water, and she dies. 
telling Peter Parker that if she's anything like the real Mary Jane, then she still loves him, that sort of thing. And then afterward, you find out the real Mary Jane's in limbo, and Madame Webb, after fighting the real Secret Wars, takes Spider-Man to see Mary Jane. Even though she could have probably got her uh, a few episodes back instead of holding her away. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I was... I've got loads of new stuff to to show off. Well, I've only a couple of things that I've I've been reading, but I'll just I'll, I'll go through the ones that I've been reading first. I've been uh, I've been reading uh, the boys recently. Yes, uh, and it's the boys, and I've actually been fucking loving it because it's just the boys is brilliant. Yeah, it's Perfect. just it's just pure entertainment. It's, you know, it's it's crass and it's it's a bit kind of gauche in places and just you know uh, pretty. But like pretty well, out there. But at least you can read it with the main character and and, and you know say the dialogue properly. <laughs> In my head, it's still going like. What the fuck? No, but yeah. like, what's he say? Yeah, because I have to say what's. Oh, he says that Scottish. It's jeans. jeans. What's up here, you real ass? Jeans. Jeans. Uh, oh, jinx. Jeans. 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 Oh, jeans. Um, James Craven's not my bob. Uh, but it's uh, no, I really, uh, I'm really enjoying it. It's just. That's a funny, fun story. The offshoots are good as well. Well, the not offshoots. The, there's I mean, butchers offshooting. Yeah, there, butcher. Yeah. There's Highland Lass Laddie and uh, <laughs> and uh, Hero Gasm. Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've seen Hero Gasm. <laughs> Um, <laughs> have you read it? The no, no, but because you said Garth if it's anything like Etrigan, I'm going to read this. Book. Oh, it's good. It's oh, really it's... good. Um, yeah, it's really yeah, good. It's... Well, it's it's not. It won't it's not be as yeah. <laughs> Neither full this one. Swearing, yeah. Full of sex, full of yeah. violence, but it's just it's fantastic. It's good, yeah, yeah. And it's not as bad as everybody let on. Everybody kept saying like like even like in interviews and everything where. With not Garth Ennis, but like people of like his peers and whatnot, they always they speak about the boys. It's always oh the boys, you know that that takes it that one bit further, and oh jeez, and always sit like it's not that bad. No, it's like not it's nothing I've not seen in no, fucking films or whatever. I mean, it's yeah. nothing. There's nothing to it. Cross, that would be totally different. Cross is just ridiculous. But that that's it's at least funny. I, mean, I like, think maybe it upsets some people because of. How it should portray superheroes. Uh, yeah, probably. Perhaps. <clears throat> but um, no, I thought it was, I thought it was fantastic. And I was just getting a good laugh out of it. So, yeah, it um, yeah, I was really enjoying it. Really, really enjoying it. I uh, started making my way through my pile from the con. I started off like I started off like a con job, and I I got I got the majority of the uh, sort of the artist alley stuff because oh good that's where the money should go really, um so I, I read these two, uh, by Sammy Boris or Boris I don't, I don't know how to pronounce it I do, I, I, I Boris I, my pronunciations are terrible but uh, I liked her little style she gave me a. She gave me a free little mini scene. She was handing them out, a uh, free comic thing. Uh, miss Miss Misfits, as in like miscellaneous fits. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was actually quite funny. It's just a just a quick thing of pals texting back and forward whilst they're doing like walking the dog and sort of waking up and starting the day and stuff. But it's actually quite 
quite entertaining. Like some of them falling over and their dog seeing them and then being like, oh, at least nobody else saw me kind of thing. And mm -hmm. the dog's sitting laughing at me. But I find it quite funny. It's yeah. just just wee sort of day-to-day -day things. But these these two that I picked up of her, off of her, they were only 150 each, you know. Um, and it's just wee hourly comic day. She did one for 2016 and one for 2017. And she does a good job. And she actually writes in it like, I should really be, there's bits where it's like, I should really be doing my pages for such and such hour now. And then she'll do something else and be like, oh, fuck, I, need to go, I need to go band practice or I need to get to work or mm -hmm. stuff like that. I like um, that. It's yeah, that. it's really nice, isn't it? Um, kind of reminds me a wee bit, um, just a wee bit like kind of Scott pilgrim kind of. Yeah. A, Brian Lee O'Malley, um, but better, I would say. Um, it's got a really nice style, um, but have a look at these. Actually, these are quite good. Cheers. Um, I also read, uh, I'm assuming it's pronounced Death Rattle. Yeah, Death Rattle by Bob Turner. Um, he gave me free zines out as well. I actually bought this from him. Uh, and he gave me his card because I bought number two because uh, he'd sold out of number one and he said, you know, um, email me and I'll send you issue one as a PDF um, because I've not got any for free. Um, I've not emailed him yet, but, you know, he said, here's my card, email it. Um, yes. And he was nice enough to offer us as well if we wanted uh, the entire series of Death Rattle as review copies. And we could sit and have a look at them. And after reading it, it's just there's no there's no words. It's all visual, but it's actually it's really nice, very colourful, yeah, very colourful. Psychedelic. Um, and speaking to Bob at the at the con, he he was a very very nice guy. Um, and he just said himself, he in his day to day life, he works in insurance, mm. and it's very dull, boring, and grey. And at the end of his day, he just wants to brighten his brighten his life up. <laughs> so he draws these really overly colourful comics. And I thought, yeah. you've sold me. <laughs> but this wee thing, Death Loves by Bob Turner, is just brilliant. You know, Death Loves Science. Death Loves Collecting Souls. Death Loves Balloons. <laughs> uh, death Loves Yo-Yos. Death Loves Sports. Um, but it's fantastic. It's really good. Really, really good. I picked up a wee badge from him as well, just that wee skull logo, but in like bright green. Really colourful. Really enjoyed it. I also started this Video Games for Good. Um, it's compiled by Claire Hubbard, but it's like an anthology type thing. Zoo's in that. Zoo is in that, yeah. I've, I don't think I've reached her story yet, but just the first one, the first one's only that four panels. Uh, and it got me straight away how Doom causes father-son bonding. His dad's playing Doom, and the son's shouting at him, Turn left here! No, avoid that demon! Wrong way! 20 years later, and the dad's driving, he's like, Turn right! No, avoid that badger! Wrong way! It's, <laughs> Really good, short, sweet, to the yeah. point. Um, and there's one in here that, from a guy that I bought some of his comics, Stephen Ingram. Uh, it was really good, really interesting as well. Yeah, just, it was a nice few stories. Um, I'm only about halfway through it just now, but really, really good. This is good, the Grim Reaper's playing rock, paper, scissors with the stripy Cyclops. Yep. Uh, I think that's, is that Zoo at the end? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I've not I've not reached hers yet, but video games for good. Mm -hmm. uh, that was a good one. Uh, I also got 
Now, I haven't been, this is, this is where it stops. I haven't been reading any of these. Uh, these are just the ones I picked up. Picked up hot shit. Uh, same, as, same as Mike. Um, I picked up Left by Stephen Ingram. Uh, it's like a nice wee story. That's, that's finished now. He did like eight parts or something like that of this mm -hmm. story. Mm. Um, he explained to me what it was at the time. Um, Sam Scott receives an unexpected letter that dredges up a past that she thought that she had successfully run away from. Uh, will she now continue running or confront what she has been hiding for from all this time? So I bought the first two. Thought I'd see what it was like. Um, nice artwork. So I'm just hoping the uh, story matches up. But if they his story is anything to go on in video games for good, then it'll be really interesting. Um, I'll, I'll check through that. Um, also grabbed the. Oh God, how did you say it? Uh, it was modern modern Slorence, the Canada issue by uh, Neil Slorence. I'm assuming it's just like an autobiographical thing from his travels to Canada. But I just, in all fairness, I like the way that this guy draws very sort of mm. cartoony caricatures. They look really nice. Um, so I was wanting to check that out. I've been wanting to check that out for a while. I keep seeing his little image of his guy. Is that Toronto? Around. Yeah. I think so. CN Tower. I think it's CN Tower, yeah. Um, T-Dot. But I keep seeing um, I keep seeing his little figurine <laughs> popping up on, I'm assuming it's him, popping up on uh, Twitter and most people speaking about it. Right. So, but every time I see it, I think, oh, that's cool. So it was good to finally, it was good to finally meet him and pick up something of his. Um, and there's Space Captain. Which I picked up. Um, I picked up Chris uh, Chris Baldy's stuff the last time I was there. He's got like little little postcard things with quotes underneath and little headshots of um, char characters like from TV series and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. He has one with Jim Henson. He's done a little headshot of Jim Henson with Kermit beside him, and it's like my goal is to leave this world. Uh, a little brighter for having been there. Hmm. I thought it was fantastic, um, and he, he did a, He did another another comic that I picked up last year that won best best story or something for Sikna Sik Sikra. What's the Sikba? Sikba. Yeah, I think he won like best original comic or something right. for that last oh. year or something something like that. So I wanted to check out his Space Captain series, it's like a four-part series, mm -hmm. um, but he's got a nice wee style and he drew a wee, a wee guy on the inside there saying thanks. Um, it's, um, yeah, it's a really nice style, Chris Baldy, Space it's... Captain. I then went past uh, Nori Miller's table and he was sitting with his, it is his other half, isn't it? Mm. Yes. Yeah. He was sitting with his other half, uh, Rebecca Horner, uh, so I went over and said hello. Um, and picked up space captain, <laughs> captain of space, and picked up uh, his book of his character designs. Yeah, nice, eh? Really nice, really really nice. I like Norris' style. He's got yeah. he's got very nice style. Yeah. Um, but I always saw Rebecca's soul 
I always saw that front cover and thought it looked really, really, yeah, really, yeah. really nice. Yeah, so awesome. I did say I did say to her that I, I'd, I'd seen it wow. not before, but she's got a very unique style that I like. So I'm going to get around to reading that quite soon, actually. Um, I just like the way, the, way the way it looks. Are you heading off? I've got to go, yeah. Yeah, that's all good. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Re Rebecca's stuff's really nice. I really like that. Um, yeah, that's a good book. That song. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get through that. Um, I'd seen that. I definitely saw that pop up on Twitter a couple of times. I think Nori originally was uh, maybe like retweeting it, so it kept popping up on the on the feed. But it was uh, yeah, it's a very striking image. Yeah. And there was the the other ones, like we said. You got the toxoplasmosis. Mm, yeah. Toxoplasmosis. Toxoplasmosis. Yeah. And I got the uh, sleeping sickness and parasites one as well as <laughs> toxoplasmosis. Um, but yeah, I, I really like <coughs> I really like um, Edward Ross's style. So I was quite I was quite happy when she said it. Uh, when she came over, I thought, you know, these are free and. Edward, we worked with Jamie Hall and Edward Ross and I said, oh, thank, thank you very much. I heard free anyway when I was writing. Um, <laughs> David was uh, kind enough to uh, give me away Treehouse issue three. Mm -hmm. um, should I say that? Are you at liberty to give them away? <laughs> <laughs> I'll get away with that. That's fine. Um, the first one that you appeared in as well, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, number three, yeah. Um, Not Nori cover, Nori Miller cover. Right? Yeah, Nori Miller cover as well. Exploding kind of thing. Yep, and the fingers all melting into it. 2014. Getting on now. Time flies. But it's one of my favourite um, Skip Toby's as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, with the hackers. Was that the one that you read out? Is, is that a time travel thing? Uh, that's the. That's... No, 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 no. That's the hackers. That's the... Oh, I can't remember. I've seen him do two readings. The first one was like a time travel involved thing. Password? Password one! Yeah, I think I remember him doing that. Yeah, there was like a, a room and inside it was the master computer thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's is, that, that, is that that Yeah, one? that's that one. He stomps on it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a good, that's a good one. Um, and it's your one's about time travel. That's right, yeah. Uh, the coffee machine one, which I, I always right. sat being like, get off me. Um, <laughs> just uh, like, just because she was trying to get the coffee machine and then somebody else has already fucking done it because of nabbed it. Well, that's her in the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She right. keeps screwing herself. Uh -huh. Yeah. But it was, uh, uh, it was good. Oh, uh, on another subject, I've just remembered the name of the other angel in Dragon Ball Super. Her name is v Vedas, which is vodka. Huh. <laughs> I liked this in, this in the Dragon Ball Super that you've got, and it's got a little mm. bit written by the artist. Yeah. And he says, it's been a year since I started working on Dragon Ball Super, and that made me stop and look at this book. It's got like 300 pages in it. The, yeah, there I mean, there will be a lot of volumes in that. and So he's done that in a year? Yeah. Great, hey, good work, great. Probably a mo that's probably oh, less than a year. It's, it's usually, when Akira Toriyama was doing it, 
He did all the script, he did all the artwork, everything. It's just one man did the whole thing. And he'd have a deadline as well. He published them in the Shogun Jump magazine. Yeah. So he would have to dedicate every time, every spare bit of time he had to doing manga. And plus, at the same time, he was writing Dr. Slump and sometimes Sandland. And his studio, Bird Studio, which is a pun on his name, Toriyama, because Tori's bird in uh, uh, Japanese, they do computer games. You know, Chasing character not designs for uh, computer games. It's not a bad way to live, though, is it? You know, nah, just just nah. working totally devoted to doing yeah. this. And know. he's the second best-selling Japanese manga artist of all time. Yeah. The first one, uh, you know, I, I'm not the biggest of fans, the first one did uh, One Piece. Um, I had a couple of, couple of other ones. I'll say a couple. I've got a pile behind me as well. Um, I've managed to actually find an issue of Superman <laughs> with the red and blue nice. costume. Uh, 1998, number 16, mm-hmm. although it's, it says number 16, but then it also says number 134. Mm-hmm. I think it's number 16 in that series. Mm. Oh, okay. Number 134 of Superman. Right. Um, but this is, Behold, the Millennium Giants! Um, Millennium Giants. Mm-hmm. But I'm just I need to, I need to find more of these. Mm-hmm. You find them so easy on eBay, but that's just a total cop out. <laughs> to be like, right, okay, all of them, right, I'm done. You've, yeah, make a project of it. Yeah, pick them up as you. As I just want to pick them up as I go, and I want to get to the point where I'll find one at a con and be like, oh, this is great, and then I'll get home and go, oh, fuck, I've already got it. <laughs> um, and that's annoying. And I love it. I love getting to that stage where yeah. you're you're actively seeking them out so so um, intently that you just, you don't even care. You pick it up and go, nah, that's another one. Mm-hmm. But you've already got it. Uh, so I want to get to that stage. I've so, done that in the black hole a couple of times. I can imagine. I uh, also picked up a couple of issues of um, Kevin Smith's Bionic Man. Uh, I wanted to give it a shot, and I couldn't find number one, but I did find three, four, and five. Um, and a couple of issues of Russell by Jeff Smith, number three and number five. Mm-hmm. Um, good series. I'd yeah. like to get that whole series in, in yeah. that form as well. Yeah, it's good. Be good in a book, but I think I'd quite like the, the single issues. I think it's covers. Like nine of them or something. something yeah, like uh, slightly more, I think. Is that slightly? Kind of um, I picked up this in, um, in Forbidden Planet because it was only a fiver. Um, down from like 25 quid or something like that. Is that because yeah, 20, of damage on the cover? Uh, I think so, but I think they also just couldn't figure, so they just went, eh, fine. <laughs> um, the damages on things doesn't seem to bring the price down in Forbidden Plant. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Remember, that, remember that Kirby thing that we saw? The big giant size thing. Mm, oh yeah, the massive box yeah. thing. Yeah. And it was like 130 quid down to 90. And it was and it was absolutely buggered. Like the yeah. box was just yeah. Somebody had been thrown out the window. Yeah, been done <laughs> Chewing it. Yeah, and it's like the whole front cover, but it was like it was faded because it had been like thrown across the floor. So it was yeah, just in the sunlight. Yeah. And they're like, ah, oh, yeah, just reduce it by like forty quid. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, no, fucking stick that down at twenty quid. What's wrong with you? <laughs> no, you know what I mean. Yeah, I would. Uh, 
I would understand if it was maybe still a wee bit higher, like 50 quid or something, mm-hmm. but, but come on, 130 down to 90. <laughs> but anyway, I digress. Yeah. Um, so Leaf by, uh, I think it's Daishuma. Um, but it's another, it's another one that relies just yeah. purely on silence. visual, yeah, mm-hmm. silence. Um, I tend to find a lot of these are more interesting because you're because you're having to kind of fill in the blanks mm-hmm. and you're having to let your imagination figure out what's going on. The connection between yeah. the picture, yeah. They really have to. They really have to explain things as well. Like they really have to go into great detail to kind of get the, the message yeah. across if they're yeah. going for something specific. So, yeah, I'm interested to get into this. There's really nice style. Um, it's you know predominantly black and white, except stuff to do with light or mm-hmm. if they want to draw your attention to one specific object. Um, but yeah, it's a really nice. different way of reading, isn't it? Yeah, than reading a little words on a page. And what I like about this as well is you can see it. Where they've done all the pencil and they've yeah. moved over the lines. Right. Good. They've not hidden it and they've not hidden the, the little construction yeah. lines as well. Mm-hmm. So it's good. There's no rubbing out or anything, it's just purely. I think pencil. that's fascinating when they don't draw the panel mm. board up. Mm. I don't know why, it just it's like reality's broken down, you know. That's the, I mean, that's the edges of the universe for each panel, yeah? Yeah. And it's just not there mm-hmm. for all these panels. Yep. It's kind of like. Um, the Arrival, eh? Sean Tan, have you seen that one? Yeah, I wasn't a fan of that. It looks great. No, no, but it's it's um, similar style. I know what you mean, yeah, some very similar style. Um, yeah. yeah, I wasn't a fan of that though. Like the story, you know. Yeah, it didn't really grab me, but no. but it did look nice and yeah. you could tell it was a good I used to have that. Yeah. I think I'd give it to a pal that quite liked it or something like that. Uh, so that, that was my pickups from very nice. Glasgow. Um, mm-hmm. And recently we went on a wee bit of a shopping spree, but just kind of looking and see yes. where we could get bargains. Mm-hmm. I got Castro for like six quid at mm-hmm. FOP, so I was quite chuffed by that. Mm-hmm. That's uh, Reinhard Kleist. Kleist? 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 I think it's Kleist. I'd, I'd be guessing. Yeah, I think it's Kleist, but I have actually read um, quite a lot of Castro. I didn't, I've not made my full way through it yet. I'm thinking about so about halfway mark. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was for like library copies. But yeah. I'm quite happy to actually own it because it's mm-hmm. really nice. Yeah, um, it's nice, it? nice, uh, yeah. nice line mm-hmm. The uh, the speech bubbles are a wee bit jarring, but well, yeah, slightly different style. Eh? Like yeah, big thick line and then mm-hmm. tiny writing. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. take it that writing's also computer. Yeah, it looks like it. Yeah, but it tells it. It, it tells like every aspect of Castro's story right through to when he mm. goes from revolutionary to dictator, effectively, mm. um, which is good. It, it doesn't shy away from the, the fact. Mm-hmm. Um, picked up I Zombie in um, uh, Oxfam mm. for like three quid or something like that. So it's quite chuffed. But I just wanted a nice wee bit of. Uh, Mike Allred art, mm-hmm. um, even if I don't really like the story, I don't, I don't, I don't know, I've not read it, but even if I didn't like the story, um, I'll be happy just to sit and stare at Allred's art. It's always good, isn't it? Oh, he's such a good artist. Such a good artist. It's ridiculous. 
So it's actually to the point where I look at it and go, how can someone be so fucking talented? Did you read that Superman, Madman crossover he did? No, was... no, I've not, and I, sh- I bloody should have as yeah, well. Yeah, that'd be up your street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also, finally, got my own copy of uh, My Friend Dama. Oh, yeah. Sweet. Fucking death, man. What a guy. Yeah, he's good. It just. It was sitting in Waterstones and it wasn't, they weren't actually asking too much of a. Uh, a bad price, mm. to be honest. It wasn't eleven ninety nine. I'm no. sure. I'm sure they had a, a sticker up here, and I pulled it off for like eight quid or something like that. Um, but we had a voucher as well, which made it go a wee bit cheaper. So, so good. Oh, so good. And remember, I said to you at the time when I was first reading it, it actually creeped yeah. me out. Yeah, properly. That's right. Yeah. I was loving it, reading through it, and really loving the way the art was, and the story was flowing, it's got a really nice flow to it, mm-hmm. um, but it genuinely I started having really weird dreams where Dammer was standing at the end of my bed, wow. looking at me, because of the way he'd drawn him in the book, and I started thinking, thinking just, the, just the white glasses, because it's like the reflection with the silhouette, and I could, I could see him at the end of the bed. Uh, really creepy. Um, so there, there was my picked up in but right. that's my mm-hmm. my friend Dana. Great mm-hmm. uh, and I picked up a couple of things on eBay because they were going really cheap. Nice. A couple of Peter bags, so Peter oh. bags, other stuff. Which I can't believe this. I, I picked this up for like it was two fifty or something. Mm. Free postage. It's like split new. Great. It said it was used, and I can't see. Maybe a wee bit on the corner here. Yeah, nothing. But no, not at all. It just that's chock full of good stuff. Yeah, well he's got well there's there's Dober. Mm-hmm. Um but he's just his his style is fantastic as well. I love it. Yeah. Absolutely love it. He's done um he did a he did a, a story in the first time I ever saw Peter Bag, he did a story in a Matrix anthology comic comic. Yeah, yeah. And it was them coming out of having seen the film and they're talking about it and just being like, ah, fucking bullshit, man, blah, blah, blah. And then as they're like walking out of the coffee shop after having the talk about it, it's everybody in the coffee shop is actually an Uh, agent. And they're going (laughs) like, oh, you know, they're they're not onto us yet, don't worry. Yeah. It's great. It's fantastic. Oh, I'll tell you another thing I forgot to bring with me. I forgot to bring Shanko. Flesh oh, the oh. and Judge Dredd Volume One. Oh yeah, Giuseppe yeah. would have been really surprised. Three, three more graphic novels, and I forgot to bring them. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was with us at the con. He, he saw them. <laughs> um, at least I think he saw you. But mm. uh, also grabbed this because it was only hey, buddy. three fifty. Three fifty. I managed to get this for. Uh, oh, volume One. Yeah, Volume One of Hate. Yeah. Um, and I managed to I miss out on it before, so I grabbed it this time when I seen it. Um, and when I missed out on it before, I missed out on it for a quid. So I was quite I was quite chuffed to get it for yeah. three, $3.50. Uh, this one's a bit more used, but it's still nothing to write home about. It's, it's still pretty much mm-hmm. really good neck. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm interested yeah, to get cracked in about that. And the last one that I picked up was Mudman. We were speaking about Image Comics, mm-hmm. and I went on eBay just to have a look and see what kind of Image Comics were coming up. 
and I just came across this. Mudman. Mudman. And I just like the fact that it was Mudman. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's got a nice wee style to it as well. Wood. It looked really nice. So, yeah, I grabbed it. I don't know if it'll be any good or what, but it looks pretty decent. Nice wee, nice wee art style about it. Mm -hmm. I like, it's good. I like yeah, the thought nice. of somebody being compiled out of mud <laughs> as a superhero. <laughs> so, yeah, there's my, my pile. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I can't have to get through all that now. Good. Oh dear. Well guys, hi. That was, uh, that was good. That was good. Thanks very much folks. Cheers. Hello, Tom here. I just wanted to follow up on some of the books that I spoke about in this podcast. Or some of the ones that I spoke about in general. That I'd grabbed the... Uh, Glasgow Comic Con. So, here we go. I'm gonna start off with uh, Mike was talking about hot shit, and he goes in. He goes into great detail. Uh, I grabbed hot shit as well. It actually comes in a VHS box, um, and I bought the the pack that you could pick two badges as well with it. So I got one that just simply says hot shit, and witness the shitness. <laughs> Um, comes with a wee postcard as well with hot shit with this the shitness on it as well, um, but it's good. It's um, it's an interesting little little read. The uh, the book itself is like a VHS tape on the front with the hot shit uh, color. One hundred and twenty one minutes approximate. Um, eighteen rated. Uh, not for sale or hire in Australia or New Zealand, made in the UK. Um, but it's like a, it plays out like a trailer for the film in the book. But it's full of jokes and uh, it's got the little bit where it's like, you know, the little wreaths either side and it's winner of such and such in the day. Uh, so you've got like winner of fastest running down the middle of the street. Uh, winner of most tasteful male shower scene. <laughs> uh, nominated best jump into water to avoid getting blown up. And they're all 1987. But yeah, all the all the jokes and the the fact that it's got a song and and uh, little blurbs at the back that are funny. Um, you know, uh, little bits with um, joining the uh, Jack shit uh, fan club. It's actually a really good looking. Um, book as well. The art's fantastic, and uh, the writing for it is it, it, it could be ripped, ripped straight from a a nineteen eighties film. Um, it's just that kind of garish, like really crap <laughs> dialogue and everything. Just the really the puns and that's guess up all around his name because it's Jack shit. It's just, it's fantastic. Um, like I say, Mike spoke about it as well, but um, I grabbed it. I just wanted to give you my take. It's, uh, that's, that's worth uh, it's worth looking up, though. Um, by... No, his name's not explicitly on the front, so... By Gordon Johnston. 
so Hot Shit, Hot Shit by Gordon Johnston, that's a really good one. Next we have Video Games for Good, compiled by Claire Hubbard. I think Claire Hubbard's got a piece in this as well. Yeah, she does. <clears throat> but this is, uh, this was the one that I was speaking about that's all based around, I said by accident, I said comic books in the in the podcast, but what I actually meant was video games. Um, but it's all just individual stories, an anthology of um, different video game stories and pieces. Um, has such people as David B. Cooper, Stephen Ingram, uh, Gemma Ingram, um, Claire Hubbard, like I say, has has one in it as well. Uh, Jenny Griffith, uh, Neil Florence has one in there. Uh, Stephen Goodall. Uh, Su- Susanna Dominiac, I'm pretty sure that's how David said that you pronounce uh, Dominiac. But Zoo has, has one in the in the end there as well. Um, I think some of my favourites from that were actually Stephen Ingram's... Um, let's have a look. Gemma Ingram's one was really good. Uh, I like Neil Lawrence. That was, that was a good one. Uh, Actually, Claire, Claire Hubbard's one was really good as well. Um, they've all got their own because it's like because it's an anthology. It's all you know. You can do their unique style, but they're all really good. Like you, normally with an anthology, there'll be at least one or two that you're like, mm-hmm. um, but these are all top form, definitely. Uh, Jay Sharp, that was a good one. Going through the the years of him and I'm assuming it's it's either him and his mate or him and his brother. I'm going to say him and his pal. Um, but it's going through like different versions of them playing Nintendo and then what they think it's going to be like in the future. Which kind of looks like Google Glass mixed with some projection. Uh, but it's good. And they've got the cat in there um, in different positions. And then it's like, you know, the picture of the cat. So I'm assuming the cat's not with them anymore. And then at the end, it's like the cat's a hologram. Um, but nice style to it. I like I like Neil Sloan's one. That's that's just I, I love his little caricatures. They're brilliant. But his little story on Zelda is amazing, and how he made friends through it. Um, but yeah, video games for good. That was that was a that was a really good one. They've got little blurbs that everybody says in the back as well about who they are and what they liked about video games and what inspired them with it. Um, I didn't get on to the free ones, um, the Toxoplasmosis, Parasites, and Sleeping Sickness. Uh, I haven't got on to them yet. Um, they look great because, like I say, it was Edward Ross, um, and he's got a very good style. Check out Filmish. That's uh, that's uh, that's a good book. Um, but these, I, th- I can't believe they were giving them away. They're. Uh, they're excellent, they're absolutely fantastic. There was Death Rattle. Now, Bob Ro- uh, Bob Turner, Bob Ross, <laughs> gave us the first part and the last part of Death Rattle as well. It's a really nice story. No words, all just very colourful imagery um, about a guy kind of on the run from death. Um, and he has to keep playing about rock, paper, scissors uh, along the way. He's sent to get an object. It's like a skull thing, a skull screw head thing. 
Um, started off as really like fun, fast paced. There's really like the colours are just so vibrant, and he's got like a really unique cartoony style to it. Um, he has in each one of them as well. He's got these massive splash pages that have got uh, like thirty six panels on each page, but they just make up one big picture with like little bits of what he's doing within that within the building or whatever it's just it's fantastic i would would certainly recommend grabbing this one um death rattles amazing that's a dth rtl um but just so colorful and amazing i won't i won't give it away but i won't give anything away about it but it's uh it's definitely worth a worth a, a read 100 percent um bob does stuff through his own publication castle rock but all very vibrant, very colourful. You can grab stuff across, I think he's got like an Etsy or a big cartel or something like that, I think. Yeah, he does, he has a big cartel. Um, you can get him across at Twitter and everything as well though. Castle Rock. And he gave away a free zine. I know I'm kind of covering ground because I think I'd spoke about this in, on uh, on the podcast, but the wee Death Loves um, zine was in the same sort of thing but as uh, Death Rattle, but it's... It's nice. He's got a very, very, very nice style. Um, I bought two little zines I said by Sammy Boras. But Boras? Honestly, one of these days I'll get it right. Um, I spoke about them, but honestly, um, Sammy's stuff is incredible. She does these little sketches of bands that she goes and sees. Um, so if you, if, you, if you follow her on think she's on Instagram as well but I think if follow her on Twitter you you get all them uh, she posts uh, when she goes to see a band play she posts these little like sketches that she does at the time and they're just so like so incredible like it just captures the likeness of um, of the bands like insanely well I mean <laughs> I don't even have to have seen the band to know that that's what they look like um so it's it's really good, really really good. Um, so that's definitely well worth a look. Uh, her little zine misfits, like miscellaneous bits. I spoke about that as well, but that's that was a uh, that was nice of it. I'll give that away. And uh, actually, I just can't I, I can't believe that they actually were just giving some of these things away because they're incredible. You could have charged for them definitely. Um, Modern slongs, the uh, the Canada issue. I absolutely bloody love this, um, just because he's got such a nice wee cartoony style, but the way that Neil writes it is honestly just like, it's, it's just step by step taking you through the day, the, the time that he had in Canada, um, and just very simple, you don't have to think about it or anything, but it kind of just makes you reflect upon... Um, Kind of against your own feelings as well. Like I, I don't know why, but as I was sitting reading through it, I'm sitting thinking, like, oh, well, that's kind of how I feel with X, Y, and Z situation. Like, you put a thing. There's a bit in the middle uh, that he has. I'll, I'll quickly read it. it. Says I was feeling a bit bad about eating all this stuff, but I told myself I was on holiday, and I also felt I earned it. Um, in the past year, I've been trying to keep a better eye on what I'm eating and exercise more. At the start of 2016, my BMI was in 
inverted commas, obese. And although people told me I didn't look it, I definitely felt it and had done for a long time. I don't know what clicked, but I suddenly... But I started making small changes. I joined the gym, and although I went a lot, my diet was still garbage, and it took me a long time to get that in check. But when I did, I started slowly but surely losing weight. Clothes started fitting better. I went down two jean sizes and generally felt a bit fitter. I definitely had my ups and downs, though, uh, through it. Um, I messed up a lot, went on the odd mad binge, and I tried not to beat myself up and just get back on it the next day. And it's got him stuffing his face with pizza, saying, I need this. Uh, like, it goes on after that. Um, but that little tangent, that page, that little six-panel page um, tangent, just really made me think, like, that's how I felt a lot of the time. I, I, I used to be quite quite big when I was younger and I kind of went on a health binge and I've been trying to do that a wee bit more recently and I kind of had a, a moment where I did that um, but I kind of went the opposite way and ended up losing too much weight um, but I've just started kind of looking after myself and just kind of reflect the, those little reflection points in between whilst he's going through his trip at Canada is uh, is what kind of made that a very good and easy easy read but just I don't know, it just kind of sticks with you. Definitely sticks with you. So, uh, yeah, Modern Slorns, the Canada issue. Neil Slorns, that was really good. Um, I also grabbed uh, Space Captain, Chris Baldy and... Is it Baldy or Baldy? You have to let me know. Um, and Michael Park. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Chris's art is, is great. He's got a great, unique kind of cartoony style as well. Um, bit more real, bit more real than um, Neil's stuff, but still very much cartoony and dealing with like aliens and frozen space captains and whatnot. I'm not going to say much on the story. It's just it. It seems like this is only the first issue. I I very much intend on grabbing the rest of it next time I, I go to um, a con that Chris is at. Um, I grabbed his newest book. A wee while back, um, when I was at the con, the Glasgow con, not this year but last year, um, and really loved the the story and style of that one. Um, Never ever after, I think is what it's called. Um, but that was good. Um, it's the same kind of it's the same kind of style, and but this one's, I don't know the the pacing and the action, and it's really, really good. Um, I've not really got a bad word to say about any of them, to be honest. So if you were expecting me to sit and diss any of them or anything, then you're going to be sorely disappointed. Um, these are these are too good to say anything. But th this is definitely this is a a must read as well, uh, Space Captain. And there is four or five um, issues of that. Uh, so yeah, get get on them, get on them definitely. Um, they're a they're a must read as well. Another definite must read um, is Saul by Rebecca Horner. Jeez, oh, this, this, this woman can can draw the style um, the story just threw me through a loop and had had a wee tear come in. It was just, oh, it was just fantastic. And it's not it's not exceptionally long, um, and it doesn't really have like. A lot of panel work in it. It's a lot of big, like, 
spreads. There is panel work in it. Don't get me wrong. There is um, there is like five panels, but it's not conventional in any way, shape, or form. You've got like three little panels up the top in some of them, and then like a, maybe like an eye shape, one in the middle, and then one a curving along the bottom. It's it's so so interesting. She plays with the the comic dynamics so well, um, but the the big spreads, the um, double face spreads of uh, our protagonist walking from her kind of village and cottage up to like a temple and putting this like, coin shield type thing uh, into into the, the, the kind of empty vessel in the in the temple and setting setting this big soul sun charged energy a light in it oh it's just it's fantastic like like i say it's it's but it's it's got a kind of it's got an undertone to it that could give you um a very emotional ride through it it's but the design behind this is just unreal it's just so beautiful incredible art just a, a, a very striking cover i'd always seen the cover i said to rebecca and and Nori, when I approached their table, I said to them that I'd seen the the cover um, going about on on Twitter, and it was just so eye catching. I had to I had to get it, had to grab it. It was uh, it was good to see. But yeah, Rebecca Horner's Saul, I would definitely recommend that. I would keep an eye out for Rebecca's stuff on on uh, on Twitter as well, because it's just or uh, Instagram, because the little previews and stuff that she puts up are just. Out of this world, um, incredible colours. Got a really good colour palette as well. Uh, very pastel-y, but um, kind of dark, um, with just like big bright um, colours coming in the in the backs of things. And some characters have like really quite bright hair and stuff. It's just yeah, it's it's a definite it's a definite grab. Um, Next, we had Stephen Ingram's Left series. Now, I grabbed the first two, and I didn't know... I didn't really look anything, look up anything on it. I didn't really flick through them. I just liked... The covers looked quite interesting. Um, the first one just with his character looking out the window, and the second, she's sitting at the bus stop, but it's like there's kind of like a creepy character at the end of the, end of the bus stop. So I thought there'd be like a weird kind of mystery thing going on about this. Um, the little blurb at the back reads, uh, Sam Scott receives an unexpected letter that dredges up the past that she thought she had successfully run away from. Uh, will she now continue running or confront what she has been hiding from all this time? This is the first part of the story. Uh, look for more in part two and beyond coming soon. I think Mr Ingram's finished this. Because um, he had all of it on sale at the con, I should have just grabbed it all because it's actually a really good story, um, very intriguing. Um, just a, a girl having uh, fled a kind of cult, and they looked of maybe tracked her down. Um, but a lot of stuff about um, you know, missing ears and uh, and whatnot. It's. Uh, yeah, it's very interesting. Very keeps keeps you on the edge. It keeps you on your toes. Um, even in the first two, I was kind of wondering like what's going to happen. Um, so I'll have to grab the next ones of these as well. But left, 
That's uh, that's a good one. Uh, second to last, I picked up um, Digital Memories. Now it's a lot of just Norrie's sketches. Um, it's not like a, a story or anything. It's just these these character sketches. But Norrie Miller's style is just <laughs> unreal. I I don't I honestly don't see how Norrie hasn't been picked up by some of the big. Uh, comic book companies yet because my god his, he, he's incredibly talented but he's just he, he can he can he can bloody draw um he's got swamp thing in here um conan there's a uh, black canary there's a craven there's a jubilee um there's a cyclops uh, as in X-Men Cyclops. Um, what else? We've got Samus. With Daft Punk at the end, which I got. I went through this whole book, like, mouth agape, absolutely loving it. Um, the first one, the Kid Nova as well, that was really cool. Um, and just coming to Daft Punk at the end, it's so incredible. And that, that lighting that he's got with the pink on the side, it's just, oh, ah, out of this world, man. Um, you can get Nori on. Uh, Instagram and Twitter as well. He's really good um, to follow because he puts up little um, character ones every now and then. He, put, he had a, a series of them that was like Happy Bane. Uh, he was always, always in these pair of sneakers and um, just looking really happy um, as opposed to being like angry, sort of being like, oh, the darkness. Um, he just look, he looks so chuffed. Um, but... There's a nice little, <laughs> there's a funny little sketch on the back of Nori's uh, Digital Memories book as well. I'm not going to say what it is, but um, you'll have to grab it to have a look because, yeah, it's uh, it's funny. I picked it up and uh, showed it to showed it to the rest of the guys and they had a wee giggle. Um, David had uh, already seen it previously and he thought it was uh, he thought I would find it funny. Um, uh, last but not least, I said that David had um, given me. Treehouse issue three. Now I actually downloaded all the Treehouse um, comics a while back. They were kindly given like giving them away online as digital copies. Um, I don't know if they're still doing it or not, but it was kind of like a pay what you want type thing, and I was massively skint at the time. Uh, so I'm going to apologise, guys. I, I've grabbed them all for free, but um, I will probably grab them all in actual form. Um, not probably, I will grab them all in actual form um, uh, when you have a, an X launch or something like that because um, they're, they're really good these little anthologies that are made in uh, made in Dundee by all these uh, different artists, these kind of collectives yeah they're really good David, our, our, our David from, uh, from the show actually contributes to them. Regulars are Norrie Miller, because Norrie Miller does the cover for this one as well, but the guy with like his head being blown away and he's kind of melding into the into the book. Um, but there's Norrie Miller, David Robertson, um, Neil Scott, um, Andy Heard, uh, David Peter Kerr. In this one we've got Avril Smart and Jules Valera. Stuart McAdam. He he does he contributes to the sort of later ones. I think I think Stuart and Neil are the guys that run Treehouse if I remember rightly. Um I may be talking shit, but I'm pretty sure they were anyway. 
I dread number three before. Um, it's definitely worth it for Norrie's story and for... Actually, you know what? This one's actually really, really good. I've read this one a couple of times. I think it's probably one of my favourites. Because um, Jules' opening one and Avril's piece after that are really nicely done. And one of David, David's story in here is uh, one of my favourites that he does of uh, a woman kind of travelling to get a coffee machine and she's travelling in time and I won't give you any more than that because it's, uh, it's it's well worth a look and uh, yeah Neil's little hawk character the bad eagle uh, I love that I really like that but the, it has one of my favourite Skip Tobies by uh, Andy Heard Andy Pandy on, uh, on Twitter if I remember rightly Pandyland um, but this is the one where Skip Toby infiltrating a, a hacker gang. Yeah, it's well worth a read. Uh, definitely, Treehouse number three, um, or Treehouse in general. Tree Treehouse are, are uh, usually they usually put out some uh, some amazing stuff. But that's my my little after piece. Um, just thought I'd follow up on that because uh, I didn't want you thinking that all you were going to get was. Oh yeah, got this. Cool. Um, no, I did actually. I did actually read them, and not long after it as well. I put little pieces out on uh, on Twitter and whatnot about them. Thank you, folks. Thanks for uh, listening to my uh, my ramblings there. Hope you enjoyed the uh, the podcast this week. We will see you next time. Continue to stay up to date with That Comic Smell on Twitter, at That Comic Smell. You can also send us any comments or queries at thatcomicsmell at gmail.com. To listen to our previous episodes, or to follow us or subscribe, you can reach us at SoundCloud, YouTube and iTunes. Thanks for listening. The music that was playing today was the band Domiciles, the track being Nothing's Ever Changed in the Whole Time That I Have Been Here. You can check out Domiciles on Bandcamp to get that song. You can also find them on Facebook and Twitter.